Hey, marking out, it's the Long Island IZ Zack Ryder. Take care, spike your hair. Woo, 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 you know it. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spread it like this. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. I am part one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. I am also joined here by the very untalented Mr. Talented himself, David. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Mr. No Tweets 2K15, how are you doing? I am doing excellent. I am excited, and uh, I like I like being part two. I am uh, I am very okay with being part two. Yeah. So what's up? Not much. Not much. It was a, it was a nice week. Pro wrestling completely took over New York. Yeah, but it should have taken over New York a little bit more. Yeah. But but that's not really our problem. Um, yeah, so, any highlights? Uh, honestly, dude, there's, like, just so much that, I feel like the NXT in general was just such a highlight. Yeah, it was a good experience. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. Uh, I don't know, for me, it was a, it was a very cool week. I got to go to a drive-in theater. Yeah, you went on. You went on a. You were the third wheel on a date. It wasn't a date. It was a. It was a date. There was a guy with his girlfriend, and they invited me to tag along. But you're supposed to say no, no, no. You guys go. You guys. I go. did tell them. I was just like, "Are you sure? I don't. I don't have to go. I'm kind of tired." They said, "No, come, come." So I went. <laughs> so come, was, come. So I came. Exactly. <laughs> it was actually pretty cool, though. What Not What cool. film did you see? Uh, the Man from Uncle. It was a double feature. The Man from Uncle, then they had an intermission, and then they had Mission Impossible. But we only we didn't stick around for Mission Impossible, just like the intro, and we were like, eh, it's not really that good of an intro. Let's go. Did you eat? Uh, no. Really? Not there. Not Why there. not? There's we went the, to Browns before that. Aren't you supposed to eat at, at a drive-in theater? Nah. We were just chilling. Did you get lucky? Was, no, I'm just kidding. It was pretty cool though because like you switch your ch- the radio in your car to a specific cha- uh, channel, and then it plays the the movie through your radio, and it's really it's a cool experience. It kind of sucks that it's such a it's a dying breed now, like that they don't have any on Long Island. They don't. And I think it's they very do. Rare. I don't think so. There might be like one. Somewhere. I don't think they. I don't think they have. I'm not too sure. And it's cool because, like, the intermission, like, they have, like, the old school cartoons, like, telling you to go buy stuff from the concession stand. And, and you didn't even go buy stuff that. from the concession stand. No, so I, clearly, was too, I was too busy watching the cartoons. Clearly it doesn't work. I was too busy watching the cartoons. You didn't go and get your gumdrops and your Milky Ways and your popcorn and your, I don't know, and your yogurt parfaits? No, I did not. <laughs> I did not. Yeah. Um, what else? I don't know. That's really the extent of everything. Yeah, we should uh, kick this 
bad boy off with a comment from Broski Ben saying, hey, Brandon and Dave, hope you're both well, which I can speak for myself. I am. Thank you for asking or saying hope that I am. And David, I'm sure he's he's fine. Sure. Yes, I'm fine and dandy. I'm sure he's doing awesome as always. I just... What? Gimmick infringement. Yeah. I just thought you guys might like to know I'm attending the NXT TakeOver London special event in December. Majorly hyped to go, going on my own, but after four years since my previous WWE event, I can't wait. Once again, hope you're all well, Ben. Smiley face. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I would like to have gone. I mean, obviously, there's no way of me going to London to go to this event. <laughs> but I would 100% go. Because, it's going to be huge. Yeah, because what I felt at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn was just like, it's indescribable. It's just so, like, you get swept up. And it, it just to see... Because NXT is normally in full sale university in front of maybe yeah. two, what, 5,000 people? That many? I don't know. I don't know how maybe many Maybe like people. 200, 150? It's definitely not 200 I don't or 150. Think it's, I don't think it's that many. It's probably about, if it's not like... I wouldn't say 5,000. At least 1,000. I don't know. There's no way it's not. Call them up and ask. Yeah. How much seating do you have for a wrestling event? <laughs> but to go from let's say a thousand to almost sixteen thousand people, and they're all going along with everything, you just get so swept up in it, and it's so awesome. I went to take over myself. I sat there, enjoyed every single second of it, even even Marie's match. There you go. Yeah. So, so I'm sure Ben's gonna. Love his experience. Yeah, so definitely if you're out there listening and uh, nobody wants to go to wrestling events with you, go by yourself. If yeah. You, if you can get there yourself, go yourself. Seriously. There's no reason why not to. If you can definitely, uh, if you're fine, you'll, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, Go if you want to go to a concert yourself, go to a concert. If you yep. want to go to a wrestling That's event, cool. go to a wrestling event. Why not? Yeah. Um. Don't let, I, I, don't let anybody else stop you from seeing what you want to see or doing what you want to do. Yeah. I went to Brad Paisley by myself. Oh. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. You don't want to go. Yeah, I mean, um, I've been to plenty of concerts and wrestling events myself. Right. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> uh, do, do you have your the Twitter up right now? Because I can't. If I load it, it's going to come up lagging. But there's a few questions on there, too. Is there? Yeah, I favorited uh, some questions, unless you have a few more to go through on the website. I don't. All right. Our favorites list. Favorites. I I know I favorited a few, maybe comments or questions. Let's see. Who do we got there? Uh, From uh, Squash Freeland at Squash Reporting. I believe I thoroughly marked out when the Dudley Boys came out. Haven't been this excited for WWE Raw in some time. I think that we we can agree to that. Uh, we all marked out for that. I think everyone in the wrestling community marked out for that. Yeah. Uh, and, and that then, may have been it, right? I mean, or, you have another one favorited here that says, hashtag from BigSteve8921, hashtag if life was a wrestling show, we could... 
get a court injunction to stop prevent Big Show from turning face and heel so much. Yeah, I don't get that face heel turning so much. Um, well, we'll talk about that a lot a little bit later. Yeah, that's going to come up. A, I think it comes up like three times during this episode. At so, least. yeah. All right, so let's move on to some NXT TakeOver. Yeah, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. And I guess we can cover the NXT tapings at the same time that aired this past Wednesday. Yeah, sure. Which was live for the very first time outside of Full Sail University. Well, I shouldn't say that for the very first time because they aired the uh, NXT tapings prior at the Arnold special or whatever it is. But for TakeOver, it was for the very first time live outside of Full Sail University at Barclays Center. This past Saturday, 15,569 people were there. I was one of them. It's awesome. Uh, the show kicked off. Do we want to go in order of takeover or the order of how the event went? What do you mean? Like how, I mean, takeover came first in in wrestling, but then, like in wrestling as in like what aired first? Yeah, let's go with what aired first. Okay, so NXT TakeOver started. Uh, before the show, Triple H came out. Uh, he made the announcement that NXT will be coming to the United Kingdom in December. And then he also he wanted to do like a special intro for NXT TakeOver, which is here that I got very pissed off here. Because yeah, I- didn't they want everyone to be quiet? He wanted complete silence, and he was just going to have the spotlight completely black on everything and have the spotlight just on him. And he was going to do the op- the intro where he's talking to the camera, and then when he raises his arms, the lights would come on and everyone would cheer. I mean, I guess you can't really tell a that crowd be, to that shut be up. Very, that would be very cool. I mean, the intro was still cool. I just wish people shut up you don't need to yell super dragon because you're a a mark yeah but people buy that's why they paid ticket i mean plus you have to you know what else you have have to incorporate drunken people you know what else pissed me off i was in the bathroom before the show began and there were people complaining at the fact that they're not at roh um like you could have bought tickets to that buddy yeah like i definitely don't think roh was sold out yeah i I think that you you probably could have Scalp your ticket if you wanted to, or sold it on uh, where wherever you sell it on uh, uh, StubHub or something. They're like, they're like, oh, I can't believe I'm on NXT. I would rather be at ROH. I was, I almost said something too, but I was like, what That's am so I going to s- say? How old were the people? Or our, not... our age. Stupid. I yeah, couldn't stand I, that. I don't understand. That's idiotic because you could have easily gotten rid of your NXT ticket and bought the Ring of Honor ticket. And like uh, wherever your you, choice. wherever you're from, I'm sure it's just the same amount of like uh, ease of train ride to MCU Park. Yeah. Which, by the way, I thought was hilarious because during the NXT show, they showed clips live from MCU or from Coney Island, I should say, mm-hmm. which during N- uh, ROH's event. That's right funny. Door, yeah, so. But yeah, uh, I, I heard during this thing, people you were chant, like yelling out Chris Benoit. And I stuff didn't hear like Benoit, too. but I went home and rewatched. Like I, there was a guy sitting near me that yelled out Super Dragon, and I went home and you could hear it on the taping. 
<laughs> so so Triple H, see if you yelled out Marking out. Yeah, I mean it would have happened, but I didn't want to be a dick that that did that. So yeah. So it would have been a cool inch, a cool, more cool intro if it was how it was supposed to be. But it was still, and like then people had their cell phones out and had the lights on and everything. It's like when somebody asks for complete silence and complete darkness. I don't, I don't get it. But that's how the show opened. Triple H raised his hands and everybody started cheering. And uh, then Tyler Breeze made his way out to the ring with his models. And here was where I had my fingers absolutely crossed. So, so hard they were crossed. For were Jushin. they turning black and blue you were crossing them so hard? I don't. Can your fingers turn black and blue from crossing them? If you push hard enough and bruise them. Can you bruise your fingers from crossing them? I don't Probably. think so. I mean, but, it depends. I mean, I mean you're putting, applying pressure to an area. It I was, mean, I see right now I'm doing it. My fingers are turning colors, but... I mean, you'll be cutting off the circulation, so it's going to be turning blue. Yeah, I guess. Huh. Look at that. But, uh, yeah, for Jushin Liger's theme song, which didn't happen. Yeah, that's <laughs> a disappointment. I know you texted me about that. Yeah, I was so disappointed with that. But, like, it's still the coolest thing just to see... Jushin Liger, because, I mean, the other time that I've seen him live, two other times, it was in front of, like, 1,400 people, maybe, which is still, like, a huge crowd for an indie show. Yeah, there was a lot of people there. I don't even know about that, but, all right. Very yeah, cool. So, so go, from going from, like, 1,200, 1,300, whatever, how many people that were there. Like 600. So, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Definitely not 600. All right, whatever. whatever. To, to going to your opinion can't be an opinion when it's numbers. My opinion. My it's opinion. numbers. Like, you can't have an opinion. opinion. It was numbers. a good match, though. Uh, there, I like the fact that Liger was mocking Breeze a good amount. That was awesome. When he went onto the turnbuckle and did his model pose, and then he took the selfie stick. Yeah, I thought that was a lot of. That was very funny, good spots. Uh, they both interacted with each other very well. Um, yeah, it was a really good match. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like uh, Liger picked up the victory following the Liger bomb. Uh, but it may not be over. Between not them? Be over. Or? Between them and in general. Liger may be signed to like a Samoa Joe-like contract. Seriously? Yeah, he may have uh, come to terms where he's going to... This isn't going to be the only appearance by Jushin Liger. That's pretty cool. So imagine if he's at MSG. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I highly doubt it, but man, oh man. That'd be amazing. Jushin Liger makes his Madison Square Garden debut. That'd be huge. That'd be like that'd be cool if like Sting made his MSG debut. Uh-huh. But I guess we'll talk about that again later. Yeah. But uh Jushin Liger, you said picked up the victory. Tyler Breeze went on to say it's not over, saying he has something bigger in mind. For, right. uh, for William Regal, so that I was that aired backstage. I think I don't know when that aired actually, but so yeah. we'll find out. Next up, you had the Vaude Villains with uh, blue pants taking on Blake Murphy, uh, Blake and Murphy with Alexa Bliss. Yeah, before champs. before the match even started, there was uh, Bliss got into the Vaude Villains' faces, saying that you guys didn't have anybody. No one wants to support you. Blah blah blah. 
And then all of a sudden, da-da-da-da, da-da-da, Blue Pants music hit, or can you call it music? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I, I love that theme song. Blue Pants' theme song hit, and everybody went nuts. There were Blue Pants City chants. There was Blue Pants Rocks chants. I think that's hilarious. That's Colin Cassidy, though. Yeah. I think, I think that that's funny. Big Cass. Yeah, and before, before the Vaudevillains entrance, like... Even last week, I'm sure I said it. I don't know if I did, though, actually, so I shouldn't say I'm sure. But I, I'm i not, like, I don't get the villains because I don't, in the long run, how could you, like, how could they be a successful tag team? I mean, it would be a gimmick, a tag team based around their gimmick. Right. Kind of like Santino. It's going to be a right. comedic gimmick. Uh, but that, like, that's it. But, like, and I always, I was always a fan of their in-ring work and everything. I, I don't like that finisher, though, the Swanton Bomb. The, I don't like that as a finisher. Why? Because so many people use it as not finishers. Like Kevin Owens uses it. Jeff Hardy uses it, but it is his finisher. I mean, um, Sin Cara uses it as his yeah, finisher. Yeah, Sin Cara does it. So I'm not a fan of it just because so many pe- it's overused. I think it fits, though. Like he looks like one of those like acrobats from uh, That's true. The but even still, I feel like maybe he could do something else. I don't know. But yeah, so I wasn't like a huge fan of their gimmick and everything, but I, I started to turn a leaf where you got 15,000 plus people clapping along and cheering as loud as they were for the villains. The entrance is really cool. Yeah. It's, the entrance is very cool. It's innovative, creative-ish. Yeah. Creative-ish? Is that Cre- like... Creative-ish. Uh, next up, you had the big debut. Did we say that Vault Villains are the new champions? Oh, no, we didn't. They're yeah. the champions, though. <laughs> the big debut of Apollo Crews. He picked up the victory over uh, Ty Dillinger. Yeah. Uh, the 10-star, whatever his gimmick is. Yeah, which both people were super over. Yeah, Dillinger's a big like uh, um, I crowd favorite. I don't get it. I don't I get think, Ty Dillinger's. I think it's just like marks in the crowd. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just like people like that. But yeah, Cruz picked up the victory, um, and he was impressive. What yeah. else can you say? Yeah, picked up the victory with that standing uh, moonsault. Yeah, the uh, yeah the moonsault. Wait, no, not a moonsault. Shoot, shooting, shooting star. star? Yeah. Shooting star press. Yeah. Uh, after that, we saw William Regal appear on the screen, and he announced the first ever Dusty Rose Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. So there's going to be a tournament, and uh, he also announced NXT Takeover in October. Yeah, they started recording for that Dusty Rose tournament too. Yeah, which now so. it makes the, all the spoilers and all the results make so much more sense as to like, oh, what's he doing here? What's what is what is she doing here? Yeah, actually, yeah, because I guess they already taped some of these matches a few weeks ago, and some even a month ago. So we already really know the matches. It's just we. You didn't know that they were a part of this. Yeah, and you won't know the finale until it's actually on TakeOver, I think. Yeah, but so far from the matches that we did here, that's pretty cool to see some of the tag teams in this. And I think they're also taping matches for this tournament before Raw and SmackDown and stuff. I think. Potentially. I'm almost certain that I saw a match that they taped before uh, Raw for this. Maybe. Uh, up next, we saw Samoa Joe taking on Baron Corbin. 
Pickens, the victory there. Yeah, it was, a, the, it was a good match. With the Coquina Clutch. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, it was a good match, though. Both wrestlers showed that they were strong. Corbin rocking Joe with that sidewalk slam. When I was there, uh, when I was there, I didn't like the fact that Baron Corbin lost the way he lost. Okay, yeah, what? But I know you. Let me just. I'm a big fan of it. I thought that the ending was great, especially how Joe. I think uh, Joe is in uh, being defensive, and then he popped him out, and then Rob uh, locked in that. Uh, what the rear naked chokehold? But what what changed your mind? Because when I rewatched it, I was able to see more stuff. Ah, uh, like I when I was there live, I didn't see that Baron Corbin was going for the end of days. Oh, or so they say it was going for the end of days. Yeah, I mean he he was setting him up for it. Yeah, so he had that, and Joe turned it around quickly and locked in the the moves. Yeah, so. I liked how I really liked how Joe like popped him up. You know what I mean? How he popped him up into the, what is it? Co- cocaine clutch? Cocaine? Yeah. Okay. Does um, that mean cocaine? I don't know. I go <laughs> with the rear naked choke. Yeah. And uh, after this match took place, after Samoa Joe picked up the victory there, we saw Stephanie McMahon come out. And uh, she spoke about the Divas Revolution and introduced Bailey versus Sasha Banks. And then she left. And uh, Bailey came out with her entrance. Everybody went nuts. Sasha Banks, this was a co-main event. Sasha Banks came out and uh, I would assume escalate. that was an escalate. Yeah, yeah escalate in her a few bodyguards. Yeah, and uh, fantastic match. That I'm going to say right now, this is definitely a match of the year candidate. Like everyone's oh. like, oh, Charlotte. Charlotte. No, this this Charlotte match was versus fantastic. Natalia. Charlotte versus Natalia. No, this match was fantastic. This match was um, more than I, fantastic. There were many points like there was that springboard elbow with by uh, Bailey to Sasha in the corner. I love how uh, Sasha the entire match was working Bailey's hand too. Yeah, fingers. And I also I'm uh, well as well as well as. What am I going to say? Take a breath. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. While we're talking about her hands, I might as well mention that I like the the arm armbands and her headband that she was wearing, tribute to Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, for sure. I love the part, like the, what was it, like the end of the match? Yeah, the end of the match, I believe. Well, even before, yeah, at the end of the match where she, uh, Sasha Banks locked in the bank statement. And she's just stomping away at Bailey's hand. Yeah. And then Bailey just rolls through and reverses that. Then they get up and then she nails the Bailey to belly or belly to Bailey. It's Bailey to belly. Yeah, Bailey to belly. Um, there was an awesome spot where uh, she hits the reverse Huracrana. But uh, the reverse. Is it? Is it? Is it the Bailey Kinrana if it's that? I guess right. Maybe. I've, I've never heard her call it that, but we can call it that. The Bailey Kinrana. Bailey Kinrana, yeah, I guess uh, um, reverse Bailey Kinrana. It was one dangerous spot where it looks like Sasha Banks threw her off of the top rope. And, I don't know. Uh, I rewatched it. Just, like, it looks I, like she just land. It just looks like it's it just looks moments. like Bailey flies off the rope without anything actually happening. Yeah, it, it's like one of the. I mean, maybe she went for that like to jump up into a Frankensteiner and then just got launched. But it's just one of those moments where you see them in the air and you cringe. You're like, oh, please, like duck your head or something. Uh, luckily she was okay. Yeah. Um, but the match itself was a lot of fun. No way in any 
part of professional wrestling would I have ever assumed that Sasha Banks was going to lose that match that night. And when Bailey did that reverse Frankensteiner and then the uh-huh. Bailey to belly and then picked up the three count, everyone went absolutely nuts. And it was now, the coolest feeling. Now, that's the big thing that the reason I think that this was a really great match. But one of the things that makes it a match of the year candidate was also the story in the match about Bailey being that underdog having that story about never being the contender, never being, well, being the contender, but never actually winning the championship. Yeah, Sasha even, Banks even being, being, being called up, the three uh, other horse yeah, women. Being, yeah, Bailey being the person not called up, even though everybody uh, chanted and said that she should be the next one called up. And it was really a good story. While a lot of uh, matches these days, you don't have a story um, to this depth anymore. Right. And I feel like that takes away a lot. And, uh, yeah, this match was fantastic. Yeah, kudos. Uh, at the end of the match, I do gripe a little bit uh, how they had, like, the four horse women or whatever, they, the four horse women, uh, how they started. Yeah, where Sasha out. came out. I mean, uh, uh, Charlotte came out and botched holding Bailey up with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with uh, Becky Lynch. Yeah. Like, I didn't. I didn't. Like the fact that Sasha Banks was uh, hugging the, hugging it out and everything, just because they had a match tomorrow where Sasha Banks hates all of them, and I feel like that should have been saved for backstage. You could have still have Charlotte and Becky hold her up, but I think the Sasha Banks part of it should have been saved for backstage. I don't think it needs to because there's still that story there that they're all like part that, of that one that, group. That's the, I mean. What do we believe? I mean, I guess, do we separate everything? Like, do we know that they're actually really great friends in real life and all of that? Yeah, but it's not, that's still not like, oh, like, I have yet to see PCB being like, oh, I hate Team Bad, or Team Bad being like, I hate PCB. So it's not like, but uh, But, um, with this match, I swear to God, like, I've never... I feel like the last time I experienced an ending like that was probably WrestleMania 20 where Benoit won the title. Wow. And before that was probably when Shawn Michaels defeated, or, oh, I don't know. I mean, I I guess Brock defeating Rock at SummerSlam, but more importantly was Shawn Michaels defeating Triple H at that SummerSlam 2002. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have moments like that. No, it's very rare, but uh, it's a great story to be told. Uh, Next up, you had the championship, NXT championship, on the line in a ladder match. The champion, Finn Balor, taking on Kevin Owens. Uh, You had your your typical Finn Balor entrance, but I'm sure being there live, it was a great experience as well, right? I couldn't care less. Okay, there you go. Uh, I mean, but, it was it was cool. Like he had the one guy pop up dressed as Finn Balor, and then that went down, disappeared, and then another guy popped up in another section, disappeared, and then he would pop up. So as if he was like transporting himself from place to place. So that was, oh, I didn't I didn't see that. Yeah, so that was cool, but that's cool. There was just tons of smoke, so I couldn't really see much. Yeah. Um, overall, it was a good match. Which, a good, by the way, match. I'm surprised they didn't even like use. Pyro, I get yes, it's NXT, but I was just a little taken aback that you're in an arena and you're not going to use Pyro. 
Yeah. But it's cool. Overall, good match. Uh, there was a – you had your double stomps. You had your uh, pop-up power – well, kind of a pop-up powerbomb off of the ladder uh, to Finn Balor. And Finn Balor retained the title. Yeah. So it was a good match. Um, how was the ladder match being from uh, that you were there? I've seen better ladder matches, I think. Okay. Well, I mean, not much is going to – I mean, it doesn't hold the candle to Razor versus Sean or – Yes, well, I've or never or seen like Razor the, versus Sean live. Or like the Hardy Boys or I was talking like about that. actual ladder matches that I've seen live. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's still like a, a different, completely different setting, but it was it was a good match. Yeah. I feel like I wanted more out of it, and I feel like the fans kind of wanted more out of it. Yeah. I feel like it just en- ended pretty abruptly. I, I think that, call me crazy, but that match ahead may have really uh, yeah, set the I pace. Mean, you want a main event. That was more so the main event than Balor versus Owens. Yeah. And, and you had, I, I feel like there was, I, Balor was probably supposed to hit the coup de gras onto Owens on the ladder. Uh-huh. When he pushed him off the ladder, he fell off and slid off the ladder that was propped up on the turnbuckle. Uh-huh. And he went underneath and then, like, repositioned himself around the other yeah. side of the ladder and then he got hit with it. So mm-hmm. it would have been cooler, but yeah, you know, I'm not faulting anybody. But No, it was still a great event. Yeah, um, it was cool. They had, uh, like, tons of people in the audience. You had Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, X-Pac, uh, Ric Flair, Sergeant Slaughter. Rick yeah. Rubin was there. Guy founded Def Jam Records. Yeah, you, you had Kana, and we'll talk about her later on. Yeah, and you uh, had team, uh, you, team Bad was there cheering yeah. on Sasha Banks, and uh, Seth Rollins was there. Yeah, WWE Champion Seth Rollins, as were uh, the final four contestants of Tough Enough. Yeah, so very cool, and they were rotating everyone in and out of that front row. Yeah, the too, first right? the first row seemed like like if the the event starts off, you see a bunch of hype row shirts, so. I mean, clearly that's all Ryder's family. Yeah, I saw his parents were there and his brother. And then they switch it, and then they had... Uh, I, I know, like, Eva Marie's husband was in the... Yeah, he was there, and then, like, you switch it, you see Dempsey shirts, then you switch it, you see uh, Bree shirts. Very interesting, yeah. but very smart. And I that's mean, when, like the, like, the Ric Flair and Sergeant Slaughter, they weren't there the whole time. Yeah. Rick Rubin basically sat there for a good amount. He he sat there, I think, for the full show. Yeah. So it was still really cool. Because I, I don't so think you, I've ever been in an event where Rick Rubin was there, so... I don't really know him. I mean, so he founded Def Jam Records, so that's all you have to know, really. But he's... Should... I mean, probably will be one day a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee for what he did contributed to behind-the-scenes productions and everything. Now, you've had a first-hand experience with Eva Marie's husband, I believe, right? What? Didn't you meet him? No. What are you talking about? I thought, didn't you say that you met, you saw one of them? Or Definitely didn't say that. I have no idea. Maybe you dreamt that or something? No, you definitely told me that. <laughs> Why would I tell covering? you that? I definitely didn't say that. No, you're just covering I told up. you at the end of the night I passed Noel Foley. No. Definitely never said anything about no, Eva Marie's you, husband. Yeah. You said <laughs> I you swear. said you met you met I don't know their names. You didn't meet I them, but you walked by someone. Where I never said that. 
You did. I never, ever said that. I'm not making that up. I wouldn't make that up. Why would I care? <laughs> David. <laughs> Why would I care? You're clear. Like, maybe. No, I don't know the guy's name. What's his name? Jonathan. Yeah, you Yeah, you said that you saw Jonathan. Dude, I swear you I did not. You said you saw Jonathan. David, I swear I did not say that. All right. That's, like, very out there. Yeah, I <laughs> That's so I, out there, told dude. me that, and I didn't know who Jonathan was. All right, so let's move maybe on. you dreamt to- it. No, you told me that, dude. You just don't remember. I, I didn't ever. I didn't see him. You don't remember. Why would I say that I saw him if I? So didn't maybe see you him? said Jonathan instead of Noel. I. Why would I say that? I definitely I don't said know. I saw Noel Foley. Uh, maybe you had too much soda that night. I didn't I have any know. soda that night. Well, I don't know then. All right, so let's get on to the. Big, uh, actually, no, you want to do the NXT? Or? Yeah, might as well cover NXT. There's nothing to okay, do with Okay, so we'll, really. we'll go into the NXT tapings and all of that for this week. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to let you roll with it. I uh, kicked off Enzo Amore, Big Cass, Zack Ryder, and Mojo Rawley picking up the victory against Jason Jordan, Chad Gable, Dash Wilder, and uh, Scott Dawson. Fun match here. Crowd went absolutely bananas for Enzo Amore. So that was a. Uh, I guess it was a very good way to open up the actual yeah, ev- events. Everyone pretty much hit their uh, moves. I I, I love the one thing where uh, Enzo went uh, off the rebounded off the ropes and big ca- jumped into Big Cass's arms, kind of a Big Cass threw launched him yeah. into the, uh, to the outside, outside of the, the ring. ring. Yeah, that was awesome. And, I thought that uh, was really cool. I was hoping Ryder would hit <laughs> hit the drop kick. What did yeah, I want that, to call it? The sick, the missile. sick kick drop? I don't know. The That's what I wanted to call it, kick. yeah. I thought that was super cool. Sick. What is it? Sick. I, I'm calling it the drop. sick the sick kick drop. Sick kick drop. Yeah. There you go. The sick kick drop pin. Or just, eh, drop. And, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that was awesome. Enzo was wearing uh, Yankees gear. So I always like when people wear hometown stuff, even though he's from New Jersey. But I, I mean hometown is in hometown here. Even though yeah. I don't like the Yankees, but I still think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Like like when CM Punk, I think they were up in Boston, wore, wore uh, Yankee pinstripe tights, trunks. Well, I think Jersey is still Yankee fans. I mean, yeah, you could definitely be. Else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got the Jersey, what? Tea, teacups or something? I don't know. That was a joke. It was not even a joke. It was just making up information. Oh, but yeah, Chad Gable and Scott <laughs> Dawson. No, Jason Jordan, Chad Gable. They're the amateur guys. Uh, yeah, Jason Jordan. I Chad feel like Gable. they Those got the amateurs. I feel like they got cheered. They're very shoot nation. It is kind of like a tight Dillinger with the fans. Like they have their small gathering. I mean, but except these were like sixteen thousand people. That's true. Which it was I mean, also that, really cool to hear 16,000 people do the Enzo and Cass thing I they was, walk out. I was blown away by that. I didn't realize that so many people took part in that. Yeah. That's and then just, And to hear again, like, because it's been a while since we've been in, it, in like a full sold out arena where Ryder's wrestling and doing his whole stuff. So. Yeah. That was cool. Definitely. Up next, we had Eva Marie. Come out to a thousand, ten thousand boos, five or fifteen thousand boos, or fifteen, sixteen thousand boos. Uh, she picked up the victory there against Carmella. How was the match? I didn't think it was as bad as everyone else thought, but uh-huh. I think I think when they aired this, I think they cut it down. 
Okay. I'm not positive, but I think that if she continues training, I re- I think I I said this two years ago or whatever when everybody was still against her and stuff, and I brought up how I love the fact that she's playing up with the booze, how she's blowing kisses to the crowd and stuff like that. I really believe that she could use all these booze to benefit her. And she's going to be a top heel in I the mean, deepest division. She picked up the victory and that was probably the loudest negative reaction I heard all night. Yeah, I really I'm I'm a firm believer that she's going to be one of the top heels. Whether it's like yeah, she's She's getting booed because she, everybody hates her for "quote unquote" not being able to wrestle. But I think I think it's that, and people are not open to uh, seeing that she's training with Kendrick and that she's really uh, improving. Yeah. So so when she picked up the victory and everybody started booing, I clapped. And, Good. And, I mean, and I had goosebumps because it was so loud that people were booing, even though it was for I guess a wrong reason, but. Yeah, but even still, she was. Uh, we said it many times. She was doomed from the start with the fans because they threw her in there with no experience. Yeah, so you like they really fans need to realize that she can't be faulted for what we saw of her. I I really hope that they don't understand that because I want them to hate her. I want them to hate her big time. But you could I still don't... you could still understand that and boo her. Yeah, but think about how many fans are out there with closed minds and set opinions. So, yeah, well. Um, all right. What else was there? Up next, we saw uh, the Brooklyn return, I'm going to say, because I'm sure he's wrestled in Brooklyn somewhere. Maybe not. But uh, Bull Dempsey making his return to NXT after being out for a bit, training his bull fit and everything. Uh, he defeated Elias Sampson, the drifter or whatever, which I totally don't get the gimmick. Why is he coming out with a guitar? Why is would a drifter really be wearing wrestling tights? Uh, I don't get it. Maybe if he's wrestling from town to town playing his guitar. Like when, I don't know. like when Joe, what is it from uh, from PWS? Oh yeah, when he Hardway? did, yeah, Joe Hardaway, when he did that gimmick, the drifter. He looked the part like that made sense. Isn't he still doing it? I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. But like he came out, he comes out, sweatpants, dirty shirt, and everything. Sam, yeah. Samson comes out with a guitar. Yeah, he's and really wrestling tights. I don't get it. Like, what's the connection there to being a drifter? Like, you're going around from place to place and you're playing guitar to make it a living. Like, what? Yeah, that's that's what I see. But I think that they could, like you said, with sweatpants or something, I think that they can uh, in, uh, enlarge his gimmick a little bit. Or is that what drifters, is that what a drifter of 2015 looks like? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I have no idea. Like he, to me, it just looked like he was trying to be uh, Kurt Cobain mixed with Honky Tonk Man. All right. All right. So let's get on to the match that everyone was talking about. The match that nobody should have been talking about. The First of all, by the way, night. when they aired this on TV, they aired like backstage promos throughout the night, which weren't filmed live or put up live during the show, uh-huh. which could have been more helpful because they were involving Emma and Dana Brooke and they were involving Becky Lynch and Charlotte. So, yeah, 
I mean, there was, I mean, originally, originally Dana and Emma are teaming they, up. They still are. Like there was yeah, absolutely so. no whatsoever, no story in this match. Yeah, this should have been a tag team match. Yeah, I don't understand. So either way, Emma picked up the victory, defeating Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Dana Brooke. Now the controversy becomes: Was Emma supposed to pick up that victory? You see, the rea- uh, it was very awkward. Um, I mean, just from watching it on YouTube, it was very awkward. Uh, from what I read, uh, it was very awkward in person. It was one of the most awkward things I've ever seen live at a wrestling show. Like, so she picks up, uh, she pins Becky Lynch following the uh, MMite sandwich in the uh, turnbuckle. From what's being said, Charlotte was supposed to break up that pin. And Emma wasn't supposed to get the three count, but the referee has to count the three. If not, they get fined now. So what happened once they picked up that pin, Charlotte went in to attack well, her? No, once they once she picked up... Well, first of all, during the whole match, I might as well say that, for the most part, Charlotte spent the entire match propped up against the barricade, laying there like uh, Shawn Michaels, the naked picture of Shawn Michaels, where he was... He's got the championship around him. I've never seen it. You definitely have. Everybody's <laughs> seen that. Don't even yeah. try and play like that. Yeah, yeah. We're like, we're, she's like doing Tyler Breeze's supermodel pose, just laying there yeah. against the barricade, not selling anything. Gets up, gets kicked by Emma, I think. Boom, goes back to that same exact position. Gets back in the ring. Finally gets taken out by Emma and Dana. Dana goes into the outside by the barricade, kicks her. Goes back in the ring. Charlotte's just laying there again. Same exact pose. Same position. Let, let's also, I mean, Charlotte looked bad. But what about Dana? Awful. Like, She's awful also. There was a part where... That's like, why I don't understand. How did, how did WWE with, for Tough Enough have hard training with these guys when she herself is not good? The, the, like the interaction between when Emma and Dana were beating up Becky Lynch, it was just... Awkward because she like shoulder blocked, not shoulder blocked Emma, or it was just weird. And then she goes for an insecurity that looked like, like crud. It was just she like kicks, tries to kick her ankle. It looks like, and just holds her foot there for a good two seconds for her to grab. It was just weird. Um, but then after the match, Charlotte goes well, in. Wait, wait. To to- so so yeah. When after the pin happened. Uh, the referee goes and whispers to Charlotte, telling her to get out of the ring and go around, I guess. For whatever reason, she was laying in the corner cell. So she goes out on the where you would go and like pose for the hard, hard camera side, I guess. Yeah. She goes out there, goes around to the commentary table, comes back into the ring, and attacks Dana. That's... Or Emma. Which one? Uh, Emma. Emma. She attacked Emma. And, and then, then what happened? And then with she that? counted one, two, three herself. That's weird. Why? Apparently, from what I was reading, on uh, when they do tape uh, the matches like this, if they do botch the pinfall like that, they will continue the match and do the original ending. This way, you can just splice it together and cut that part out. But they <laughs> they left but, all of this uncut. Yeah. And then well, the Dana thing the broke- thing is because. They couldn't. Uh, they couldn't do anything with that Charlotte part because they were on a time limit. Like at the NXT tapings, you're, you're not really time sensitive. But tonight, you have that live show right after this. Right. 
So yeah, so Charlotte did her what she did, and then Dana came in to attack her. Becky Lynch came back in, and they they locked in the figure eight and the arm bar, whatever. You got to appreciate one of the Charlotte. most awkward matches I've ever seen. Yeah, you got to appreciate those moments where Charlotte locks in the figure four wrong. You got to really appreciate those moments. Yeah, and it's funny because in my section, I had people sitting before the match cheering for Charlotte after that match. They were booing. <laughs> so I like that that really touched my heart <laughs> because um, like I like I just want everybody's eyes to open up and see that she's not good. That's the thing. Like I, I took I'm down AJ. Like, I, I took down AJ. I took down Dominoes. Now I got to take down. I mean, Charlotte. The, thing, the thing is, Charlotte. She. I'm not really at that she does have good moments in the match, but Dude, she, she also she, has very sloppy moments. She might be the most athletically gifted WWE diva. That's not anything taken away from that. Yeah, so maybe the parts but she's, in she the can't match, wrestle. But the parts in the match where she does stand out and stuff, maybe for the positive side, maybe it's just because of her pure athletic uh, abilities. Like, but her drop kick where, is absolute the worst drop kick I've ever seen. Yeah, she Always. gives it. She gives the Bellas run for the money. She she just it's just called it for me. It's a drop kick because yeah. she gets up and turns around like it's awful. John Th- Cena throws a better drop kick than her. It's like yeah, you could do the the kip up after. That's cool, whatever. Yeah, not many not many chicks do it. Yeah. Um. All right. So that is WWE NXT. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into the big event of the weekend, oh, SummerSlam. Oh, you were going to say the biggest event of the summer. Nah, we could have. The biggest event of the summer, SummerSlam. Yeah, taking place live for night two at Brooklyn's Barclays Center. Yeah. Uh, uh, no no kickoff. Sh- I mean, no uh, pre-show pre- uh, match. Pre-show kickoff, yeah. Yeah, they Not had this, this was four-hour show now, and... Uh, they just they they had the panel the pre-show panel. Yeah, uh, for the record, Brandon picked up the victory in uh, predictions this pay-per-view. The ones that he missed was the Bella Twins and the primetime players, but everything else nailed. All right, so on to SummerSlam. The first opening match was Sheamus taking on Randy Orton, picking up a victory. Uh, during the match, Randy Orton did hit the RKO, though. Sheamus went for that shoulder block to yeah. the inside of the ring, got rocked with the RKO, but he still managed to fight on and pick up that victory. And it's like Randy Orton really only does show up for pay-per-views. Yeah, I definitely see that. But then there's it depends on his opponent. I mean, I mean because let's I mean, be Sheamus from, versus Orton. I, I like this match. All right, from an out from. A biased perspective, because I'm not going to say that I'm calling it right down the center, because I'm sure I am a little bit biased about the Seamus Orton. Who says right I, down the center? I do. Down the middle. Down <laughs> yeah, the center. Down the middle. Uh, but I'm not a fan of seeing Seamus versus Orton at all anymore. So even they could put on a five-star match, and in my eyes, I'll see a three-star match, because I'm so biased again, about seeing this again. But like so, that's a, a lot of people were hating on this pay-per-view. I thought it was very solid. Yeah, so I, I know that's that's the thing. Overall, I I wouldn't give it. You went as high as a B plus, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was maybe a a B. Uh, yeah, I'd go I thought. A, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was good. I'd go B. All right. So next up, or B minus. 
Um, you had the tag team match. The tag team champions defending primetime players versus New Day. No. New Day. New Day. Uh, New Day. E and uh, Kofi. Versus Los Matadors versus. See, Lucha that's Packets. what I was. I was waiting for. I didn't respond after New Day because I was waiting to see if you were going to say their name right. Oh, which you didn't. It. It's Matadores. Matadores. No, Matador is one. Matadores is no Matador is one. Yeah, and Matadores Los. Is no, no, that's English. Hey, Brad Madox, Brad Maddox. No, you, you can't. Say potato, I say that's potato. not right. Matador is an English word there when you say it like that. Los Matadores. Matadores uh, is Spanish. So during the match, it was very, it was a lot of fun, this match. There was a monkey flip into a 450 or. Yeah, I would say that's a 450. Right? Uh, <laughs> I can't figure Lucha it out, Dragons. though. Yeah, I Kalisto. That, that the, the Lucha Dragons did, which yeah. is really cool. I can't, like, that, you, that has to be a 450, right? I think so. Uh, yeah, no, it definitely is. Big E rocking that big splash on the apron, yeah. which is just looking cooler every time he does it. Um, do you have any takeaways? I Just this match in general was really good. Yeah, I think that the tag team division has been on fire. Um, and now with the addition of two newcomers, uh, two new rookies on Monday Night Raw, it's going to be even hotter. Yeah, I like the interactions between uh, Xavier Woods and El Torito here. Oh, it's 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 classic. Yeah. I I can't get enough of it. I'm also really pleased that none of these matches were actually moved to a pre-show. Yes, that's for sure. Ten matches, too. Yeah, so we have new tag team champions in the New Day, which I'm super happy about. I said last week that I was going to go with primetime players, but I really, really hope New Day became champions, which... Yeah. They I, did that's not the disappoint. One, and that's Brooklyn, the one that I predicted. Brooklyn was going nuts for New Day. Yeah, they're they're well over. Um, all right, next up. Up yeah. next, we saw Dolph Ziggler uh, versus Rusev. Yeah, and, I mean, ending in a double countout. Yeah. Which I, I thought the match. It? I thought the match itself was good. Yeah, I could have done with or without it. Yeah, I mean, you, you had the interaction with Lana and Summer Rae. This this is the kind of match that brings it from that A or B plus down to a B. This is the match, well, like one of the matches that drops at a level. I don't know though. I mean, Ziggler's like really good, so so it, I mean, Ziggler could still have a match that's flat. I mean, it's I don't it's think not it was necessarily so his bad, fault though. It's, just, it's the storyline. It's the feud. It's the nothing. It's. I just well, I don't I just it's a don't, filler match. It's a filler match for a pay per view. I just don't think it was so bad. I mean, I would have liked to have seen an actual ending here, but I guess it'll probably can go on to continue somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, the match that was just okay for being what it was was Neville and Stephen Amell defeating Stardust and King Barrett. And that's the thing. I thought that that was. Very good. Like how, how many weeks? Okay. For for the fact that how many weeks does Stephen Amell know that he's about to wrestle his very first ever match, and he comes out looking like Zach Gowan? Like that you're just oh. wearing shorts? What? I don't oh. understand. I I thought that that it, it was a fine, a very good match. I thought that he put on a better match with less training involved than the people on Tough Enough. Obviously. 
Yeah, I thought Stephen Amell really performed very well. The crowd loved it. The it, Twitter loved it as well. Uh, he nailed the crossbody, and he was in the ring. He was in a good amount of the action. I don't know if I would call that a crossbody, though. I mean, but even still, he was taking he he was on the offense, and he played defense a good amount. It's not like he played offense and yeah, then he yeah, right. hit the tag and he stayed on the outside of the ring for the rest of the match. Like he actually partook, partook, yeah, partook in a little bit of everything. Yeah, no, like, it was it was a good match, but for what I thought it was going to be, I right, thought so I had higher hopes for this match. Is what that's the saying. thing. I didn't have high hopes for it. I made sure I didn't because like, I didn't know. I, I, as I said, I expected Amel to get like a few. Moves in there, stay on the out on the ring apron till the end of the match. Come in, hit a big move, pick up the pinfall. Well, like, that's the thing. Like WWE tweets out or has their poll, what should his finisher's name be? Blah blah blah. Dude didn't even have a finisher. Yeah, but that's WWE.com. They do but a lot still, of like. I, I was expecting him to at least get a finisher or something. And I mean, all the finisher names didn't make sense either. Yeah, so, I mean, Deathstroke was the best name, but that's he's not Deathstroke. Deathstroke's a different character. A really, really cool character. I thought Stephen Amell's jump off the the crossbody, as you called it, just looked more like Mick Foley falling from the hell in a cell. No, it. I mean, but even which so, I was fine with it. It looked good, but it was. Yeah. Just, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, when you're watching Stephen Amell, I'm not expecting him to be able to throw a crossbody like Ziggler would, or someone like or, you mean, or like, someone like that, like Maven. Exactly. Um, all right. <laughs> All right, so the next match is one of those matches that would bring it down a letter grade for me. Uh, it, Ryback picked up the victory, defending his icy title against Big Show and Miz. Uh, Big Show hit a rolling senton that was. I mean, it looked airs. It looked okay, but I popped for that big time, dude. It, dude, you do a, a tumble, and it's the same thing. Yeah, but it's still we don't see Big Show doing that ever. Dude, it's a tumble. All he did was tumble. Okay, but he's still he how much ball. how much room from the middle rope to the bottom rope is there? And how Dude, tall is Big Show? I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not impressed. Whatever. I was more impressed with Stephen ML than I was with this match in general. Well, I disagree with you not being impressed. All I right. Think, I think you should have been. So all right, so what do you what did you like about this match? In my oh I'm just gonna continue. I thought Miz should have picked up the victory by stealing it. All right, so now you. But know. I couldn't see that happening because I mean I, I didn't like Ryback basically picked up the victory by stealing it. Yeah, I don't like that. I did not like that at all. But I thought that the stealing the victory could have been the Miz. Ryback being the powerhouse, he doesn't have to steal a victory like but that. But Ryback needed the win. One hundred percent needed the win. But he needed a steal of victory. And that, yeah, I think he needed the win. But the way he won was just. We've oh. seen him do shell shock the Big Show many times. Yeah. Many times. He could have hit Big Show with the shell shock after Big Show knocked out Miz. I mean, it was just stupid. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had Ambrose and Reigns picking up a victory over uh, Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper. This was, for me, the most standard match. It really was. And, and I was very disappointed. It was bland. Yeah, this, like it really needed that stipulation of like hardcore I, or something. Yeah, for the amount that they did spend on the outside of the ring with uh, um, Dean yeah. Ambrose running across the commentator's table doing Absolutely. his spot. Um, I mean, they they're, for the amount that they spent outside of the ring and everything and working that commentator's table, there needs to be a stipulation. There needs to be a 
give a no, especially on a pay per view. Well, you, for you this have, match, yeah, give a no you, And you have you have three the three commentary tables out there, and you're doing moves all across of them, and you're the referees just sitting there counting. Yeah, that, like I don't. That There's doesn't. No that's not it. good. Like you needed that stipulation for make to to make it the next level. Yeah, um, they did hit the uh, uh, doomsday device. That being Ambrose and Reigns, but even still, like you said, it was very standard. Yeah. Up next was the main event of the evening. Yeah. We had uh, Seth Rollins, the WWE Heavyweight Champion. Damn it. We had Seth Rollins, the WWE why, Champion. Uh, why did you do that? We okay. had the WWE Champion, Seth Rollins, defeat John Cena, the United States Champion. Uh, this match was really good. And I, what? what were you no, say? There, there was two spots that I was big, a uh, big fan of. Uh, where Rollins hit the superplex off the top turnbuckle and then right away rolled through into a falcon arrow. Yeah, that's like stuff we don't see that every day, so it's really cool. I love that. And then there was another spot where Cena was tied up in the Tree of Woe, and Rollins was on the turnbuckle, did the You Can't See Me, and then rocked him with a double stomp I uh, while he was still in the Tree of Woe. Was this the match that we saw the, the Phoenix splash from the middle rope, or was that like Raw? I think it was this match. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it was this match. Which I, I've never seen anybody – I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that from the middle rope. Uh, no. So I, that was really cool. I, maybe the only person I've seen do that is maybe uh, – what's his face? Pac. Uh, Neville. Yeah, I mean we, I, we might have seen people do it, but I – Yeah, but overall, this match was – this should have been the main event of the night. This should have closed SummerSlam. Yeah, and 100%. John Stewart came out during it. The ref got knocked down. Oh, besides this part. <laughs> John Stewart came out, and uh, Cena was down. Rollins was down. Referee was down. Stewart had a chair. He looked at both wrestlers. He looked at Cena. He looked at Cena. He waited for Cena. Cena just wasn't getting up, and finally Cena got up. Boom. Gets hit with the chair. Everyone erupted. But the thing that I didn't like was like it completely – I kind of felt bad because it wasn't John Stewart's fault. It's John, John Cena's Cena, fault. Yeah, John Cena had John to Cena's stick up fault. so much because he was like – he looked at Rollins and then he looked at Cena. Then he looked at Rollins. How, how many times can he look back and forth at the person before he – the person he's supposed to hit is supposed to be standing? Yeah. Um, but it was such a good match and – I love that part where Jon Stewart hit Cena because the crowd absolutely went bananas. Yeah, I I thought that it, that that one spot where Cena didn't get up in time that kind of ruined it a little bit. But even still, it was worthy of closing out the night. Steven Stills. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So John Cena or John Rollins. John Stewart heel turn, quote unquote. Yeah, and Rollins picked up the victory. Now he is the WWE champion and the US champion. First ever in WWE, I should say. Because yeah. now he's, is, he's had that before in WCW, I know. Is this the kind of victory that you think uh, solidifies Rollins as champion? No, I mean, because still, the match itself was really good, but it's still that cheap win. We, we uh, really I, I haven't seen gonna, Seth Rollins I, pick up a, a real win I think that this win was solidifying uh, for his uh, 
championship reign. But I've, me and you have battled about this a lot. I still view Seth Rollins as the uh, what was the edge, the ultimate opportunist. Yeah, I've, that's how I view Seth Rollins with his title reign. That it's very uh, uh, Fox-like, where he just he'll just uh, weasel his way into a victory or something. How many other animals are you gonna? Name? I don't know. I, I was trying to think of all the things I can say. He's like a snake in the garden. Yeah, you never know when he's gonna strike, but. Uh, yeah, and you're just solidified that he needs a clean victory. Yeah, I think he needs. Well, yeah, I think he needs a clean victory. But I have absolutely no complaints about his title run. Yeah. Um, next up, you had the three-team uh, elimination divas match that everybody on Twitter complained. How can this go before Cesaro? How can this go after the championship match? How can this blah 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 not go before? You, it you had to. Yeah, people don't understand how cyclical wrestling is. With yeah, with you you emotions. have to put this match after this after the championship bout because you have to bring you got to bring the crowd back down a little bit. I mean, you got to relax it. It's funny we completely forgot to mention how the show kicked off actually. Where with John, John Stewart. Stewart, yeah, John Stewart came out, cut his promo, and then uh, brought out Mick Foley. To everybody's surprise, they said he was gonna they were gonna go look for Brock, and Mick Foley was like, oh, I thought we were going to look for The Rock. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, so I thought that was kind of pointless, the whole segment. But it was cool seeing Mick Foley there. Yeah. I wish I was there live to see it. Yeah. Uh, next up, oh, yeah, so the Divas match happened. Yeah, so... He picked up the victory. Yeah, so it was a one-fall finish match. So uh, Team Bad, they were... They were uh, Taken out first. Tamina got pinned after three yeah. hit the belt. I, I think that the big disappointment was that Sasha Banks wasn't in the ring at all. Yeah, like maybe she was in for thirty seconds to get like a few kicks and then uh, tag back out. But you also have to understand that she just put her body through a lot the night before, and especially after seeing that replay of the reverse hurricanrana that she took, it looked like she really did uh, damage on that neck. So give her a little bit of a break. Yeah, but. Uh, and then and then Becky Lynch picked up the victory after uh, hitting that pump handle slam to Brie Bella. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, a, it was an okay match. Yeah. Oh god, this is disgusting. What? I still have soap in my on my cup, and so I'm drinking my coffee and I'm like drinking soap with it. That's disgusting. That's done. That is disgusting. That is done. All right. Next up, you had Kevin Owens picking up the victory over Cesaro. Uh, I, I wanted more from this, but yeah, did this? I don't know if this match lived up to the hype. Uh, I don't know. It, I, it, it was, was still match. It was, yeah, it was good. I I, I just I, like see when when I was watching SummerSlam, I just the only thing I could think of was, wow, NXT last night was really really good. Yeah, I don't. I don't know really what I'm expecting out of Cesaro versus Owens. I mean, they did deliver. They put on a really good match, but I don't know. Can they put on a five star match? Or am I? Always I think so. No, I part? think I think they could. Like, I feel like a part of me said, like, tells myself that if they put on a five star match, I'm gonna be like, you know, I think that they could have done better. No, I think um, I think you would see it and know it. I'm very all right. Um, anything else to note about that match? I mean, I mean, there's a lot of really cool spots, as expected, but 
Yeah. What else? The main event, the actual main event that happened. So they say. Uh, Undertaker, Brock Lesnar. Uh, this match last week, weeks prior, don't want to see this, don't want to see this. Their match at WrestleMania 30 was awful. This match was a lot better. I am uh, with, with very... This, aside from the actual ending of the match, this, this match was a lot better than WrestleMania 30. Yes, it was a lot better, but my whole thing is I'm not a fan of their matches overall. I don't like the ground and pound game. I don't like the... Uh, I, I'm not a fan of it, of anything that they're doing at all. So I'm just biased, I guess. So I don't like it. Where the match completely fell apart was Brock Lesnar has the Kimura locked, the Kimura lock on Undertaker. Undertaker taps. The referee doesn't see it, but the timekeeper rings the bell after Brock Lesnar was pinned for a one count Berkley during that Ottman. submission. Berkeley Ottman. Which is the Shockmaster's yes. son. Tugboat. Uh, Tugboat. Tugboat, Shockmaster. Or Typhoon. Typhoon, Cody Rhodes' cousin. Yeah, whichever one you want to go with. Jerry Sags' nephew, maybe. I, I prefer Typhoon. Yeah. I was always a fan of Typhoon. Yeah, so he rang the bell. Everyone's like, what? What is that? Ref's like, no! I make the decision. You're not the referee, which... When the heck has a timekeeper ever rang a bell? Yeah, because the they thing. saw the submission. I mean, even submission aside, uh, Brad, uh, cousin Brad, brought up the point. Brad again, eighty nine. You could go follow him on Twitter. Uh, he brought up the point how how many times do we see a heel tag team like New Day or someone cheat? Yeah, right. Match, and yeah. not ever does the uh, does the a timekeeper ring the bell when he sees a DQ. But I guess this match was bigger than anything else. Uh, like, because this was bigger than WrestleMania. Was it? Build as. <laughs> um, I don't I, know. I mean, I'm not a fan. Honestly, yes, this was bigger than WrestleMania because this was match. This match was better than their, their Mania match. Yeah, but I, I wasn't a fan of this match. I wasn't a fan of the ending of it. Yeah, I so they, so the they, ring bell rings. The referee says, no, no, no. I tell you when to ring the bell. But Undertaker's music is already playing and he's out of the ring. No, what are you talking about? They didn't continue. Oh, yeah, yeah no, they did. They did. Yeah, and then Brock Lesnar, because it was Brock who, who was supposed to win. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brock stands up arguing. They're looking at the timekeeper. Boom. Another low, low blow. blow. Undertaker, cheap. Brock, Undertaker Brock turns around. Blood. Brock turns around. Hell's Gate, taps out. Yeah, I thought that that was just stupid. They had so many months that they're building this match and everything, and that's what they came up with. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks. That was very, very much so disappointing. Yeah, what can it you, was very, very. I don't know. It was stupid. Yeah, but very stupid. NXT was better than SummerSlam, in my opinion. Yeah, yes, I. And then Raw was was it was it was sandwiched in between. I mean, SummerSlam yeah. to me was a really good show. NXT uh, and Raw were just better. I definitely don't think SummerSlam was a B plus. I, I find it hard to see it as a B plus completely. Especially, I mean, my favorite match of the night was the tag team 
And I feel like the other matches were, eh. Rollins Cena was good, but the I don't other, know. Eh. I was, I was. I mean, come on! You said that so many of these matches didn't live up to expectations. You, I mean, the Wyatt's versus Ambrose, all of those. Yeah, but how, they were I mean, still good still matches. They were still good matches, though. I feel like you have to raise your standards, though, because when you do, like, you can't just give every. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it would be just giving away a B plus to this because you feel bad for it. I don't uh, feel bad for it. I I like this pay per view. I think it's a B minus or a B. I would give WrestleMania thirty one a B plus two. That I'd still go with a, WrestleMania. I'd go with a B minus. Yeah, see, so this this that past WrestleMania. Come on, you I'm, you were complaining, and so was every other fan. The only thing that changed everyone's mind was Rollins cashing in. No, but it if you no, because no, because it, no, I disagree completely. Plus. I disagree completely because if you look at the that ma- the whole card, every match by match, every single match was good. There was not one bad match at WrestleMania this year. I disagree. Well, fine, whatever. <laughs> fine, whatever. Yeah. What- talking about whatever, let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I mean Nitro. There we go. <laughs> 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 yeah, so uh, Nitro kicked off with uh, Triple H and Seth Rollins at WWE headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut, where uh, Triple H was showing off the Bruno San Martino, Ultimate Warrior, and Andre the Giant statues that they had, and said that they're going to unveil Seth Rollins tonight, because Seth Rollins was promised as a statue if he were to pick up the victory and become U.S. champion as well as WWE champion. So, so we were going to get his, uh, Seth Rollins statue later on. Yeah, and then uh, we moved on to the actual show where Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman came out, cut their little promo. Paul said at one point, Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny are fake. So I would love to know how kids reacted to that in the crowd and how parents reacted to hearing that in the crowd. Yeah. But I don't fault Paul Heyman. Why lie to your child? You know what I he's, mean? He's right. He is right. <laughs> he's he's right. Yeah. Like uh, if if I ever have kids one day, I'm gonna be like, listen, you're at that age where uh, other kids still think there's a thing as Santa Claus, but you have to believe me. How old are you now? Six months old? Yeah, it's time to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Listen, kid, you're not gonna remember this at all. <laughs> um, next up, you had New Day, Biggie, and Kobe. Oh wait, you, didn't, you left out the biggest part of that. Which one? Where Paul Heyman challenged Taker to a match on behalf of Brock Lesnar for Raw. And Bo Dallas came out. Oh, yeah. Got suplexed a bunch of times and got hit with the F5. That was a lot of fun because... And I didn't like that it. part. I didn't like that part really? at all. Really? I loved it because he came out and he was talking trash to Brock Lesnar. That part I liked. I loved it. And then Lesnar hits him with the, the like four German suplexes. I don't, I don't care for that. I and don't then he care. leaves the ring. And then Paul Heyman's like, yeah, you know what? The crowd's chanting for it. Go do another one. So he yeah. does another one. They leave. And the crowd's chanting for it. Go do the F5. He does the F5. And then that's it. I loved it. The crowd loved it too. Like I was a big fan that Bo came out and did what he did. But I just don't care about suplex, 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 suplex. I, I don't care about it either. But it was fun. Because and what? I, the for, crowd loved it, dude. For me... Three suplexes in a row. That's cool. Whatever. More than that, that's the same thing equivalent as super kick, super kick, super kick. I don't care for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a 
I'm only a fan of how the crowd reacted to it, and it was fun. Yeah, the crowd went went wild Bonkers. for that too. Yeah, bonkers. How many other ways can we say it? I don't know. Uh, all right, so let's go on to that next match. Yes, New Day. New Day. Kofi Kingston and Biggie Langston picked up the victory against the Lucha Dragons. Uh, Xavier Woods came out playing New York, New York on trombone. Which I guess was edited which, out. No, well, definitely wasn't. Yeah, no, I think they edited it out on, in the Pacific taping. Did you see him come out, their intros? Yeah, so I then think there so. was there's no possible. Oh wait, no, way. I don't know. I, I think that they edited it out just because of the copyright of New York, New York. What? I, I'm almost positive that that's what I was reading, but I kind of skimmed through quickly. But there is something about him playing New York, New York. Yeah, so but, he played that, and there was like a remixed version of uh, with New Day lyrics. And, yeah. Uh, as far Good as the, match. these, these yeah, I always like these matches. Good match. Uh, they they hit their uh, big ending DDT, and Woods played taps as he did the as they pinned. It's hilarious. Yeah, I the commentary though they were just like struggling to come up with. Yeah. Who who's a black person that plays an instrument? Yeah, I know. They're like, oh, this is like Louis Armstrong. No, nope, wrong this instrument. Is, they're kind of like Jackson this is, Five. This is yeah, that was not this week though, was it? No. Yeah, I think it was. And then JBL saying again, "Lol, this is just like Miles Davis. Again, wrong instrument. Yeah, I, I don't get why they keep on making so many uh, like uh, references to uh, black musicians of the past. I, I don't get it. Why? Yeah. I mean, why are we drawing? Like, I don't get the draw of that. Primetime players were on commentary for this match. And literally, maybe Titus said like a sentence or three. There was, Darren was completely silent. I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know why they were out on commentary if this was, if, if they were just quiet. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, um, afterwards, a bunch of pyro went off and it didn't register right away that the Titantron was on, that I, I didn't recognize it. Dudley Boys came out. Making their WWE return. Yeah, the crowd blew up. Twitter yeah. blew up. The crowd, and it's so cool, like, you don't see people pop like that as much as as anymore. No. Dudley Boy's music hit. There's literally grown men jumping up and down, which I thought was hilarious. I, I don't know if I would have been jumping up and down. But yeah, you would have. No, I don't see. That's the thing, because I don't jump up and down. Uh, when I get excited or whatever, but I would have been super marked. No, out. but you do get excited. You do slap the person next to you saying, oh, my God, oh, my God. No, I don't. Uh, yeah, you do. I definitely yeah, don't. You, yeah, you do. Definitely don't do that. You definitely do. Yeah, just like you definitely heard me say I met Eva Marie's husband. So you're admitting that you did. No, because I don't jump up and down like that. But you do. I. You don't, don't jump up and down, but you get excited. I, yeah, I can mark out, but I don't like, oh, tap, 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 tap. No, you, you, you do tap the person next to you on the shoulder a bunch of times. No, I don't. Draw attention to Give that. Give me one time I ever did that. Yeah, I'm good on Because I never did correct. that. I'm good on proving myself correct. But, but Xavier Woods tried to uh, team up with the Dudley boys. They just uh, ripped him off the ring apron, and then they went and did a bunch of Dudley spots and beat up New Day. Yeah, hit the 3D, everything. Yeah. Which uh, I hated the fact when they were doing the was up, 
I think Byron was like, oh, we haven't seen this in 10 years. And it's like, we just saw this exact kind of spot at the Royal Rumble, minus Devon. Oh, yeah, that's true. With uh, Kofi, I believe it was. Wrong. <laughs> no, no, Kofi and Bully. Wrong. Kofi was, no, not Kofi, uh, R-Truth. Yeah. Truth. And it's, 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 it's Bubba Ray. Yeah, Bubba Ray. Um, next up, yeah. So have... the Dudley Boys are back in WWE. Yeah, very excited. Apparently, they signed on to a multi-year contract. So, looking forward to seeing what's going to be happening next. Yeah. How many times have they been tag team champs? Ten. I don't know a lot. I think they've been WWE champs ten times. Uh, I think. I wonder if when Hall of Famers. I wonder if when JBL said how many time tag team champions they were, if he included TNA also. Uh, I don't think so. Because I think it was like a large number. Um, I don't know. I don't know. They yeah. are the only tag team to win tag team championships. WWE, ECW, WCW. WCW. Which does that really count and as WCW? I mean, it doesn't really count. I mean, it counts because they did win the title, but... Everyone counts it for everyone else, though, yeah. for WWE title-wise. Yeah. Um, like The yeah. Rock has been WWE TNA. Uh, I mean, maybe just not Ring of Honor. Uh, but really, that's just independence. Yeah. Um, all right, so next up you had Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose picking up the victory over Bray Wyatt and uh, Luke Harper by... DQ. I, I like this match more than the other times that we've seen these four wrestle. I, eh, I, I like this better than SummerSlam. Um, and during during the match, of course, the lights went out and did the whole Wyatt family takeaway Freaky. thing, whatever you call yeah. it. Then they come back and Braun Strowman is standing in the ring, well, outside of the ring on the apron with a black sheep mask. Yeah, I like this, but the crowd was super confused. That, But, I mean, it's very tough for them not to be confused when... I mean, this isn't a guy that we've seen on NXT. And the only yeah, reason... I mean, I, we, we, <laughs> we was, I mean, the only... was a rosebud, right? Yeah, but that's it. Yeah. I mean, you can't really expect people to know who this well, guy is. Oh, my is. God, Adam Rose's rosebud has returned to WWE Monday Night Raw. Yeah. The only people that would know him would be anybody like that does a sh- like that does a show like what we do. Right. Or if you're a true like wrestling fan, you know these NXT people. And uh, dude is a beast regardless, which is He's one. Six, six foot, what is he, six foot eight, 320 pounds or something like that? He's a strong man. Yeah, he's former strong man champion. Uh, Which has nothing to do with pro wrestling, if you guys didn't know that. It's actual, like, actual physical yeah. strength. It's just brute strength. Yeah. And I, I like his moves, too. Uh, yeah, I like every, the, everyone was complaining. I really like that, like, hangman sleeper yeah, the, move, the, whatever. I, I called it the un, an underhook choke. See, I was calling it a hangman sleeper because he was literally I, I like I like I like a hangman uh, sleeper. I like that. Yeah. Well, not sleeper. I, yeah, I don't know what you would call choke. it. Yeah, I but don't I definitely I I like that part how he how you saw like Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose their legs dangling underneath yeah. them like he lifted them up. Like I could only imagine the strength of this guy. I yeah. watched I watched one video where he was doing he something with, car? huh? Where he moved a car? 
Yeah, like just crazy brute strength kind of stuff. Later in the night, we found out that he was, in fact, Braun Strowman, the yeah. black sheep of the Wyatt family. And uh, it's weird that I, we have our theories as to why his name was what it was. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, his actual name is Braun Strowman. So whether or not they messed up and they were like, oh, yeah, Strowman. Or maybe they just wanted to own... Wait. Other way around. No, his, no his, that's his, not his real name. His real name is Stowman. No, it isn't. What is it? Adam Shearer. What? Adam Shearer or something so, like that. So then his name, his worker name before that. No, his NXT name was with an R. No, it wasn't. It's now. It was. Bra- no, now it's Braun Strowman. Before I, there was no R. There was no R, I trust before me. there was an R and then they I'm dropped the R. I'm 100% sure there was no R. I'll put a bet on that. How much you want to bet? I'll bet I'll you I'll throw it out $100 right now. You don't even got that. Yeah, I do. Go um, Google it. Go Google it right now. I can't. I'm not going to delay the podcast. Yes, I'm but, you're wrong. Okay. You could admit you're wrong on the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it used to be with the R. Now it's not with the R. No. Okay. Uh, next up on number three, we have Ms. TV. Ms. TV with PCB. And it was... Yeah, it wasn't that great of a segment. Ring name, Braun Strowman. Ring name currently, Braun Strowman. I don't ba, ba, show ba, ba, me. Bam. I'll look at it later. Roasted. I'll look at it later. I'm not wasting time. Honestly, Miss TV, PCB. Uh, PCB, apparently this segment was a complete botch. That it was supposed to show the tension between all three of these uh, divas how they may be on the same team, but they all still want that Divas Championship, and it did not do that at all. This segment was really, really bad by all six Divas, because the Bellas also came out. But before that even, Charlotte Flair, dumb. Your dad is who, Ric Flair? You think you would know his history, correct? What she do? Oh, my dad was in one of the great, or my dad was in the greatest faction in WWE history, the Four Horsemen. WWE history. Who were never, ever in WWE except for the Hall of Fame. So, Bam Roasted to you, Charlotte. Learn your, learn your history. Yeah. And uh, basically, from this promo, all we figured out was that Charlotte Flair wants to wrestle men. And Becky wants to wrestle ghosts and dinosaurs. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks, girls. And Lance Storm ripped this segment apart. He was saying how the Divas Re- Revolution is being screwed and useless. Uh, and useless, they change. If they don't change the way it's going to be, it's going to fail. And I was saying that during Raw, this is why people hate Divas wrestling. Yeah, and then like the part of that Lance Storm was ranting about, and you could easily agree... Is that Nikki Bella goes on, who is the champion, goes on to say how wins and losses don't matter in these multi diva matches and they're pointless. While well, they I go don't multi diva match. After I that. don't disagree kind of like, with that though, for the fact they, that she was they, saying that it doesn't matter that if you guys pick up the victory at SummerSlam because I am still champion. Yeah, I am still and, on track to become the longest reigning champion in a month and a yeah, day from just, now. You just told. The entire crowd that the match they were about to watch doesn't matter. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. In some senses, I agree. Some senses, I disagree. Because the that you will, you are about to see, does not matter. Because I and understand that, what you was that going reaction for. that they got. But I still think all six of them terrible. And then they all uh, team PCB got into Miz's face and uh, Bella's attack from behind. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, and then the actual match, which was bad. Team, team Bella, Bella victory. Yeah, defeated PCB where. I mean, I, I like when Nikki had Charlotte in that half crab. Although, being as athletic as Charlotte is, I feel like Charlotte's leg could have been stretched back further so her foot was actually touching her head mm. in the half crab. I would have liked to have seen that. But I think that during this match, people actually they just stopped caring about this match. Yeah, the Divas' and I think they, was good, but now there's too many... Stop, stop with these multi-tag teams. Well, listen, at the point they stopped caring was the fact that they're sitting in the arena watching Charlotte wrestle for 10 minutes. She's, sitting, she's wrestling for that long. People don't care. Take away flair. People will care. No, you, you have to take away these multi-tag teams. You stuff. need to slowly wean out Charlotte Flair. So, um, all right, next up you had Stardust and Wade Barrett. Yeah, uh, King Barrett. Barrett. Who now changes Twitter handle? We're going to, yes, even though you. we can't see that because <laughs> we're blocked. Some yeah, tweet tweet to Wade Barrett. Let him know that we're blocked for no reason. Uh, yeah. So they were going to have a tag team match, which they made it sound like we were about to see Stephen Amell wrestle again. I didn't think that. Well, because they're like, oh, Stardust and Bad News Barrett, unfinished business. Neville's gonna be here. Blah blah blah. Rematch, I, I, basically. I didn't, I didn't think that. But no, no match took place as Stardust hit the Queen's whatever crossbow, crossroads. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. Yeah, just go with crossroads. On uh, Bad News Barrett. And, yeah, uh, for for his what fifth fourth fifth time maybe he had Hardcore Holly, Ted DiBiase, Randy Orton. Ooh, no, I don't think he did on Randy Orton. Did he turn on Gold Sandow? Dust. Ooh, I don't know if there's... Did he turn on Sandow or not? I don't remember. I don't know but how he, they... Cody Rhodes has turned on all of his past tag team partners. Assuming he did it on Sandow as well. Be interesting but, to see. I don't I don't recall how the... How general. They, I don't remember how they split up. But, so... But yeah, then Neville ran down to, uh, I, I guess... save. But not really even make the save. It was just more so going after... Stardust. Yeah, he he went. Neville said how he he's sick and tired of Stardust, uh, the way that he's acting and everything, thinking that he could just uh, um, talk the way he talks and everything like that. So he went out there to teach him a lesson. So, but then on Twitter, you see Stardust still tweeting to Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell responding to him, and the WWE uh, offices, all of those people, they were very impressed with Amell. We may have not seen the end of Amel in WWE, so we may end up getting a one-on-one matchup, Stardust versus Stephen Amell. Uh, next up, you had John Stewart. Yeah, yeah. John, John Stewart came out and said that he did what he did because he couldn't let John Cena tie Ric Flair's record because Ric Flair is the man. Ric Flair came out and said he was rooting for John Cena to do that. And then John Cena came out, talks about fighting, uh, f- 
fighting or becoming the the U.S. champion and how he had to take on Rusev and all this, that, how he defended the U.S. championship week after week and basically said that John Stewart messed up. And yeah. John, John Stewart's like, oh, you, could, you could win it back. John Cena hit him with the AA. Well, he said he did what he had to do. John Cena said, well, you understand, like, I understand I'm gonna that. Have, I'm going to have to do what I have to do. And then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was a cool um, segment. I, I would not be closed-minded to seeing more. No. I would like yeah. to see more John Stewart is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, falling <laughs> out of this, uh, John Cena was ran into Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, and they had him escorted out by security, one of them being Mike Verna. So John Cena... So long, farewell. Yeah, and our main event of the evening saw Cesaro tagging up with Dolph Ziggler, Randy Orton, and Ryback to defeat Kevin Owens, Sheamus, Rusev, and Big Show. A standard eight-man tag match. Uh, But I guess the bigger takeaway was Big Show knocked out Sheamus here by mistake. And after the match, Rusev and Kevin Owens got in Big Show's faces... Not faces, just one face because Big Show's one guy. Was it by accident? Yeah. I don't think it was by accident. It was because, no, because Randy Orton moved. Oh. I think Randy Orton, it was in there. But then you have Owens and Rusev teaming up to take on so much after the event. Yeah, so they got into Big Show's face and Big Show, in my opinion right then and there, turned face by pushing them away. Yeah. But was quickly healed again when Dolph Ziggler super kicked him and... What about what about that Gorilla Press Slam uh, into the RKO where Cesaro Ryback both lifted up uh, yeah. Big Show? That was impressive. That was really cool, and that, that just cool. these guys, man, their strength is crazy. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had the big uh, unveiling. Yeah. Well, before that, even though Triple H and Stephanie, or Stephanie more so, had everybody sing Happy Birthday to Vince McMahon. Yeah. Which was that even like? Apparently that was off off the book. That was See that doesn't make sense. Like it's Stephanie McMahon. They can do it's also they it's also weird how like you watch NXT, they're super over his faces, and then you watch like something like Raw on their heels. Yeah. It's yeah. But yeah, Seth Rollins came out, spoke about his legacy, and they went to reveal the statue of Seth Rollins, which we did see earlier in the night. Uh didn't look as good as the other three statues. statues. I thought it still looked cool. It did look cool. I wonder who's. That's gonna be. I don't think Ultimate Warrior statue looks super cool. That's gonna be very cool to keep in his. Uh, if he's allowed to bring that home with him, I mean, I'm sure that they're gonna put it in the lobby for until he loses the championship. Oh, I don't think they're putting that in the lobby. I think that was just like a one time. No, but I'm, I'm sure that they're. I'm, I'm thinking that they're going to play up with it. They're going to play with the storyline and put it out there for a little bit, and then once it's done with the storyline, either they're putting it in storage or they're going to give it to him. I don't know if we're going to see that again. I don't, I'm not saying that we would ever see that again. But even putting it in the lobby, I don't think. Why would we see that? But even if they put it in the lobby, that's still. I don't I think, think we would see I, that. I think so. We won't. But uh, when the curtain went up. The curtain was raised and uh, Sting was underneath. Yeah, the crowd pooped themselves yeah. at the same time. They, they really did. Uh, there, were yeah. fan, there were fan reports everywhere from Barclays Center that fans pooped everywhere. Yeah, maintenance. They had to call in extra <laughs> uh, duty. 
to help out with that. So, yeah, we had Sting brawl with Seth Rollins a little bit. And Sting was left in the ring by himself with that championship. It's and funny, as soon as... as soon as his head. Yeah, as soon as uh, Sting was under there, Triple H and Seth were like, well, it's about that time we get out of the ring. <laughs> but yeah. They didn't even try and stop it. They just got out of the ring. Yeah, they said... Uh, and his uh, paint was, like, smeared and stuff. I guess it's because he was... Um, they say he was wearing a sweatshirt. A sweatshirt? Yeah. Why? Because he had uh, to get to the ring. Yeah, they said he was wearing, he was like underneath the cloth, uh, he was uh, a cloak or something like that. No, because they said that it went, because after that, before, after the main event, I think that's when we saw the, yeah. the Wyatt family promo. So mm-hmm. in the darkness of that, people were saying that Sting came down wearing the sweatshirt and then took off the sweatshirt, got into the ring, and put on went on went into the thing. They had a bunch of people coming out with him. He was surrounded by security. Oh, well. yeah. There was a group of people that came out with him uh, while he had his uh, a hood on and stuff. And that's when that all happened. But yeah, yada yada yada. Sting, cool stuff. Yeah. Let's get was, on to. And then it was announced for uh, Night of Champions: Sting versus yeah. Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship. The very first time ever, Sting will be wrestling a WWE match for a WWE Championship. Very cool. Obviously, not the first time he's wrestling a WWE match because. Nope. Uh, all right, so let's talk about some SmackDown. Yeah, the Wyatt family opened up the show, and uh, Bray Wyatt spoke about how Sister Abigail basically gave Braun to him because she knew that he'd know what to do with him. Yeah, and we still haven't known, found out who Sister Abigail is. Even though I could swear he said she was dead already. She could be a, a figment of his mani- imagination. She could be anything. I mean... She could be the Undertaker. He could, yeah. Could be. You never know. Um, but Roman yeah. Reigns and Dean Ambrose cut them off, and they got into the Wyatt's faces, and Braun stepped up, and then back down again. Yeah. Wyatt's back down, just left. I don't know who would uh, be good for Sister Abigail. I don't know if there's anyone currently in NXT or signed uh, female-wise that would fit like that kind of persona. Um, like nothing comes to mind. What about what's that chick that Seth Rollins does? Oh. Zahara? Yeah. I, I don't Just know. Just because she's tatted and everything, you never know. She Probably doesn't have not. to be tatted. No, she doesn't, but everybody else is. I mean, Luke Harper isn't. Neither is Eric Rowan. But. <laughs> yeah, but everyone else is. Yeah, and, and the <laughs> other two, yeah. Um, all right, so next up you had the big, <clears throat> big return to action as the Dudley boys picked up the victory over Ascension. Um, it was what did you big, think of this? I was a big fan of it. I mean, it was... Nostalgic to see them back in the ring. But, like, overall, though, what did you think? What? Because to me, there were some iffy spots here and there. Um, I saw it was fine. It was a typical Dudley Boy squash. I don't, like, because it wasn't a squash. I don't know. From what I, 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 I watched the clips that I'm supposed to on YouTube. Like, two minutes, I'm in and I'm out. Like, I don't need to watch the entire six-minute match. Like, uh, the Dudley boys, Bubba Ray was doing that sidewalk slam, and Devon was did the leg drop at the same time, which I don't know if I've ever seen them do. But, like, even that kind of looked... Like, they just looked like iffy spots here and there. Hey, but overall, it was awesome to see the Dudley boys on WWE TV again. They're back. I'm not dissing them <clears> at yeah. all. I mean, yeah. I was You're saying, not going to hear me complain. 
But uh, I also, I, I thought Bubba Ray had one of the most unnecessary hot tags I've ever seen. Mm. Um, I was a big fan of after, uh, towards the end of the match where the New Day uh, came out with their signs about giving uh, Give Tables a Chance and stuff like that. That yeah. was very fun. Yeah, and for whatever reason, Booty. I, yeah. I, I don't get Biggie Langston and... Yeah, and then also the other sign was uh, save a table, break a Dudley. Yeah, and then uh, they proceeded to put, I believe, Victor through Victor, the, Victor. Yeah, through the table. Um, but it was good; crowd loved it. Yeah. Next up, you had Kevin Owens picking up the victory over Neville. It was um, a very good match, and yeah. even though it, it wasn't, I mean, it actually it was. It was a pretty long match, but I I could have watched more of it. Eh. I like this match. What was that? Yeah. You slapping yourself in the face? No, I'm pulling a Kamala. Next up, you had PCB picking up. Wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. Are you seriously, you're sitting there shirtless right now? Yeah, it's hot up here. Oh, it is hot. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Diva's victory. Yeah, blah, blah. Becky Lynch and Charlotte defeated Brie and Nikki Bella. Uh, before the match, the Bellas tried to get... Um, Becky Lynch and Charlotte to turn on Paige mm -hmm. and they brought up the whole and then to reciprocate I guess is that the right word uh, PCB brought up the whole dying in the womb from last year thing nice yeah team bad yeah. they were on commentary uh, Charlotte won with that Charlotte's web that she does but I don't think that pin is as effective if you don't go down low enough. It's like, pro wrestling. Yeah, but it just, to me, it looks like... schoolboy's not really that effective. Yeah, but that's not a schoolboy. <laughs> yeah, but overall, I mean... I just, I don't know. It. To me, that looked like Brie could have wiggled her way out. I was disappointed with the way that ended. But yeah. then again, I'm disappointed with the way a lot of those matches end. With yeah. Charlotte Flair, I should say. Let's get to the next good old segment featuring yeah, Seth the Rollins cutting a promo and uh, basically ran down his credentials and spoke about Sting. So this could be probably one of the biggest matches of Seth Rollins' career. Yeah, for sure. Do you? What do you want to see out of this, though? I want to see Seth Rollins pick up his victory. But I on the other hand, I'm, they it, never said... Which title he's agreed to defend, did they? I think... No, well, I don't know if they did, actually, but that's interesting because I really don't know if they did. I think people just assumed it was the WWE Championship yeah, because Sting held up. up. Yeah. I don't know if they ever announced what title. He may be agreeing to defend the title. No, they probably did announce it, though. I don't know yeah. if I've ever seen a screen graphic for it, though. That's the thing. Now, who do you want to see pick up a victory? I mean, if... It would be really cool to see Sting have a title, uh, win the title. But on the other hand, I really enjoy Rollins as champion right now, and he could pick up a good victory, <laughs> a solid victory. What are you shaving? Also, no, uh, someone just called me. I don't know who. That's the thing is that if it is in fact for the WWE Championship, I one hundred percent want to see. I want to see, see Seth Rollins pick up the victory. I but in that other hand, 
15 days later or so from Night of Champions. Uh-huh. MSG. I want to see Sting make that MSG debut. Like, I don't care Let's... to see him wrestle at all, but so that'd be super cool to see Sting become U.S. champion. You I know mean, what? I would, be, I would be fine if Sting won it at Night of Champions and then Seth Rollins won it back at Survivor Series. I don't know if that would... I, I, would, I would be fine with that if it was a quick title exchange just so Sting could say that he was WWE champion. I'm fine with a quick exchange as long as Rollins does at some point pick up that victory. Looks, uh, yeah, I, that's the thing, though. I don't want to see Rollins' run cut short. Well, it's shorter not, than it needs not to cut be. short. I mean, he's yeah, been I mean, champion for a long time. Yeah, that's true also. I mean, he's been champion for a very long time. And in the meantime, if he, does lose it, right if he does lose his thing at Night of Champions, he still has the U.S. championship to defend. So then going into Survivor Series, he can lose the U.S. championship, but also defeat Sting to win back his championship. So If he's wrestling for the WWE Championship, I don't think he's defending both titles at one night. I Which is weird because I that's the thing. I, from what I've read, he was going to be pulling double duty. Really? Yeah. I wasn't going to see that happening because I was going to say, I, I think for the first time ever, that all the championships won't be on the line at Night of Champions because I didn't think he would be defending the U.S. title. Yeah, I think he's going to be pulling double duty. Or at least that's what I been reading that he's going to be on double duty and there's no reason why he can't we've seen him do it before and but uh, i would like ultimately i would like to see sting be at madison square garden uh, <laughs> i don't think you're gonna see that yeah, wrestling's wrestling you never know never say never uh next up you had ziggler and ryback pick up a victory over rusev and heel big show but more so, I don't know, because Rusev, is that, I don't know, because what is that? Is that more face Rusev? I, where Rusev kept putting Big Show down, basically, where, like, he re completely refused to tag him in. Yeah, I, I don't understand, like, and in the end, Big Show hits the KO punch, and then Rusev blind tags into blocking the accolade, but then Big Show knocks him out. Uh, it's to, so he could face turn again. Which, by the way... <laughs> so he, he did heal and face turn four times this week. I keep laughing. Like, I watched when Big Show knocked out Rusev. I watched that a, a few times because Rusev, like, is still locked in the accolade and just, like, looks completely stunned and falls over. I, I thought that was the funniest thing, the way Rusev sold that. So Yeah. It, I thought it was just stupid. Why? I don't get... So... Why would Big Show attack his tag team? Partner? Because Rusev wasn't letting him do what he wanted to do the whole match. So he's a child. I mean, and he'd rather cost his tag team the match. Yeah, because Big Show was fed up. Jeez, I don't know. So Big Show face turning again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So I guess I I was correct with the bronze. No, Hulk. you weren't correct. Are you kidding me? We just proved that you weren't correct. <laughs> We just 100% no, went and proved that you weren't correct. That it was Strowman with an R. That's not correct. <laughs> yeah, it's with an R. Yeah, now it's with an R. Yeah, Previously, it was no R. No. Yes. All right, so next match was Sheamus picking up the victory over Dean Ambrose. Which I have no idea how you can end SmackDown, and especially the SmackDown after SummerSlam, like this. Even more so because 
the Why? show opened with Dean Ambrose cutting the Wyatt family off with Roman Reigns. What was the connection with Dean Ambrose and Sheamus? Nothing. Oh, yeah, there's no connection with that. That was I'm completely with, pointless. I'm fine with the end of it with the Wyatts and the... Yeah, we're, yeah of course, the yeah, lights go out. That ending. Yeah, no, I'm fine with that. I was just, just not a fan of the main event. Both yeah, I don't understand. how. What's the point of Sheamus versus Dean Ambrose? Nothing happened. I mean, I think that they could have done Braun in the match, but, you know, maybe yeah, there's... Yeah, you want to save that. Yeah. yeah. So, basically, the lights go out, the Wyatts appear, they surround the ring, Sheamus hits Dean Ambrose with the bro kick, one, two, three, Wyatts get into the ring, and uh, Roman Reigns ran down, attacked Luke Harper with the Superman punch on the outside, and then Roman Reigns went to, uh, or actually, yeah, he did attack Braun Strowman, but uh, Braun locked that, locked that jaw of... Hanging sleeper... But no, no, go with what you said before. Hangman sleeper thing? Hangman choke I'm going. I'm going with hangman sleeper thing. But it's not a sleeper, really. Well, he puts him to sleep. He passes out. I don't know. All right, hangman sleeper. Yeah, Fine. so in this segment, it was weird to see the Wyatts not even touch Dean Ambrose. I thought that was interesting. Maybe we're going to see Dean Ambrose align himself with the Wyatts. Maybe Dean no. Ambrose's sister, Abigail. Maybe. Dude, I really thought ba, at, ba, 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 ba. at SummerSlam, I really thought when the lights went out, I thought that was going to be, or at SummerSlam, on Raw, I thought that was going to be like, oh my God, Dean Ambrose is now part of the Wyatts. I, I was expecting Dean Ambrose to turn on Roman Reigns as well. But that didn't happen. I mean, I guess it's only a matter of time till we see Reigns versus Ambrose. Yeah. Ouch, funny bone. A.K.A. Ulnar Nerve. Okay, so that is sports entertainment, and we have a lot more to discuss. We have independence to run down, some outside the ring news, and upcoming events. Yeah, uh, we'll be right back here on Marking Out. What's up, everybody? This is Dolph Ziggler, and you are listening to Markin' Out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Markin' Out, episode 238. I don't even know if I said that at the beginning of the show. I might have, but... That's why I should have opened this podcast. You always never let me let you open. And I should have opened it this week. But www.prowrestlingtees.com slash out. Facebook.com slash out. Twitter.com slash We don't do that now. You're ruining the show for me. That's right. <laughs> Move on. Outside. Moving on to some outside the ring news. Yes, as you quickly said it. Um, some big outside the ring news that might not be so big. I'm not too sure yet. Nobody's really sure yet. Uh, Okada, Nakamura, and Kushida were at uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, so was uh, the New Japan Pro Wrestling owner and uh, Gabe Sapolsky. Uh, especially with their evolved development. Um, but all very interesting news. Hopefully some people get signed. That's another Love thing, man. Okada, Nakamura, when, when When Sting, when they had that Seth Rollins statue, I had I was waiting for either Sting, Cena, because Cena was escorted out of the yeah. arena, or I had Okada. Like, that's a long, 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 long yeah, shot. Yeah, that's a long shot. But that... Because I feel like Brooklyn crowd would have known who that was. That would have been cool. Yeah, so. Uh, let's see. We got WWE 2K16 news. They announced a few more people as part of the video game. 
You got Alicia Fox, Bam Bam Bigelow, Big Show, Cameron, Cesaro, Darren Young, DDP, Ziggler, Finley Nash, Layla, Luga, Luga, Miz, <laughs> Naomi, Orton, Sheamus, O'Neal, and Kidd. And it was cool when uh, they were showing, they showed Tyson Kidd and Cesaro's tag team entrance. And I guess we got a bonus entrance and I guess a bonus confirmation out of the Vaught Villains. So yeah. that was cool. Uh, going alongside that, they also t uh, showed a little, a few clips of Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh, career mode or whatever. Yeah, with the King of the Ring, with him facing Jake Roberts. Which I thought that was kind of cool. That when they showed the cutback to earlier in the night where Jake had his ribs yeah. broken, they cut to actual footage. Yeah, I thought that that was very, very cool. Have they ever done that before? No. I I don't remember because, like, in past games, like when Mick Foley did the Three Faces of Foley promo, it was actually the video game, which I thought was even cooler. Yeah. So I don't know if that – maybe that just, like, I, that unconfirms Vader, maybe. They didn't want to do it because they didn't want to put Vader in mm, and other people, I, so. Yeah, I thought that that was really cool, though. But Yeah, and it was cool. Doc Hendricks made the cut. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not as a worker, but as the person that holds up the microphone. Yeah, uh, we mentioned New Japan Pro Wrestling before. C.J. Parker, he has retired, hang, uh, hung up his boots, but only as C.J. Parker. He will now be wrestling as Juice Robinson and supposed to be starting with New Japan Pro Wrestling in September. Super cool for him. Very. Um, excited to see what happens with him in, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, some little stuff about Monday Night Raw. Page and the Bellas tweeted about the Brooklyn crowd um, yeah. and the Divas Revolution, but then Paige later took her tweet down. Her tweet was like, oh, you guys want a revolution, but that's what you do? Yeah. But I don't think Paige was to blame here. I already said the reason Well, I mean, why. she's supposed to be the face. I, I mean. think I think it was... It was like an immature thing to do. Yeah, I think that it was stupid of her to do because she is a face, not a heel. Not even face or heel, though. I just feel like it's – you don't do that. Yeah. I, I I think that – But I hated they, that. I hated the Brooklyn crowd, like the, the we are awesome because you're yeah. not. I, I think that the entire Diva Revolution, it was awesome at the start, but now it's kind of – with all the multi-tag teams, it's just getting a little bit too uh, lackluster. And speaking of women wrestling, Greg uh, Greg Valentine speaking his part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go saying, on. Saying that women shouldn't be wrestling and should be in the kitchen. Yeah, Greg Valentine with uh, some harsh, <laughs> harsh opinions uh, that he only speaks for himself. But very like, harsh. Like women wrestled when he wrestled. Yeah, he said like how if he was in charge, these women wouldn't be – they would be fired on the spot. So – I got to – maybe he just – maybe he's really just talking about Charlotte. Uh, Fingers crossed. Come on, Hammer. We're talking about the Diva <laughs> Revolution and everything. Uh, we mentioned Kana earlier. I guess she signed with the WWE. Uh, the Which is super weird that they showed her with Flair and Sergeant Slaughter where, not, I mean, to the standard wrestling fan, they're yeah, not going to really. know why, like who's Kana that they're just posting her name there. Yeah, but then if you search her on Google, you're like, oh, okay. 
Like, she is well-known. Like, she used to go K-A-N-A. Now it's K-A-N-N-A. Yeah, and then I, I like the fact that a lot of fans were tweeting, like, leave it to WWE to botch the spelling of the name and stuff. Well, Bam Roasted, that's yeah, her ring name. It's clearly <laughs> what she's going to be in WWE. Like, they're not yeah. wanting her to use. And I guess they feel like she's famous enough that. Yeah, I mean, and if you watch Google her, her matches are stiff as hell. It's going to be a lot of fun to see her in action. And it's going to be cool because it's just another demographic for WWE to be reaching. Um, and it's so. a demographic that like they use it in a good way, whereas the referee, uh, that Asian referee is not good. Yeah. But even still, it's not playing off of anything like Sakamoto being uh, in Tensai. Like, Kana <laughs> is going to represent Huh? Tensai wasn't so bad. He was representing Japan. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Sakamoto? What are you talking about him? Well, he Did was with Kenzo Tensai. Suzuki? Oh, Sakamoto. Okay. Yeah, he was, with, he was like belittled and everything. I thought, for a second, I thought you meant Sakata. <laughs> no, no. How, how yeah, yeah, Tensai yeah. belittled him and everything like that. Um, also, Athena and Sarita. Sarita, maybe, um, as we know, Sarita from TNA. She was... She was used at the last NXT TakeOver, right? As one of I'm, Tyler Breeze's models? Uh, I don't think so. I know that she's been coming in for uh, guest what is it, guest training seminars yeah. at NXT. But there's swear. rumors that she's going to be leaving CMLL, and Athena and Sarita may be signed. Yeah, so there's only up and up for Divas Division. Yeah, so that's three more Divas to be competing. Um, I still hate the term diva. I hate it. Well, I mean, it's a I, real term in, in any Yeah, but sense. I think that it should still be women rest, women's wrestling. Yeah, but I don't know. It's okay. superstars. They're not men. Yeah, I think it's stupid. All right. So, And I think that the women should be considered superstars as well. I mean, there's no reason to put them on a different level. Yeah, Molly Shannon was a superstar. Uh, <laughs> WWE, NXT, NS, UK... Uh, as we mentioned before, but that's going to be December 10th to the 16th. Uh, I wonder how big the arenas are. I guess we'll find out. Um, MSG, we we made mention of that. The Dudley Boys, Jericho, and Lesnar will be on the car. Here's where it gets interesting, because uh, WWE has two other shows that day. One being NXT uh, in, in Louisville, Kentucky at a like some sort of festival, I assume. So we already, I mean, from there, Bailey, Enzo, Cass, Carmelo, Becky Lynch, Baron Corbin, and uh, Flair, Balor, Banks, and Breeze are going to be there. Whilst they have a B show in Maine with Big Show, The Wyatts, Ambrose, and Reigns, Ryback. So they probably won't be at the Garden, but... Thankfully, WWE added the Dudley Boys to MSG, making their return for the first time in probably yeah. maybe even 12 years or something. Uh-huh. So that's that'd be cool. That that's why I want to see like Sting. That'd be cool. Uh, it's a house show though. But it's televised on the network. Yeah, I can't so, see Sting. I mean, the big draw here is. Rock Lesnar, but immediately yeah. you announced the Dudley Boys. For me, the big draw is the Dudley Boys. Yeah. Jericho is going to be celebrating his 25th anniversary of, uh, or 25 years in wrestling. Yeah. So that's cool. I 
looking forward to who he'll be facing. Uh, we mentioned before with the Divas match on Raw, how, yeah, with the chance. I guess in order to cut time off of it and to make it look a little bit more appealing, uh, they cut the they added an extra commercial break during the Raw Pacific. Extra, I wonder if that extra commercial break was during uh, during Charlotte stuff because there Maybe. was so much Charlotte Flair in that match. Maybe. Um, and Alex Shelley during his match, where we were about to speak about, he got two of his teeth broken. But he said that Ring of Honor is covering all of his medical expenses, which is always a very good thing to hear where a wrestling promotion stands up for their talent and takes care of them. It's always uh, something note, I don't always believe. So Take note, TNA. It's also something Daphne. I don't believe, just saying that. Um, because you got people in TNA, oh, this is fine, this is all fine and dandy, but no. Uh, some sense it's not. But... Uh, Ring, Ring of Honor, Honor had their Field of Honor event at MCU Park on Saturday night going up against uh, NXT TakeOver in this, the neighboring village in mm. Brooklyn. Uh, you had the Briscoes. Jay Briscoe and Mark Bristow defeated the Time Splitters, Alex Shelley and Kushida. That is the match in which he breaks his teeth. Yeah. Uh, Jay Lethal and uh, Nakamura teamed up to defeat Red Dragon. Yeah, Jay Lethal, the champion and the TV champ. Uh, you had War Machine, Hanson, and Raymond Rowe defeating Killer Elite Squad, Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer. Uh, Okada picked up a victory against Roderick Strong there. Uh, and you also had uh, Wantanabe defeating Dalton Castle, Adam Page, Frankie Kazarian, and Silas Young, Bushwhacker Luke. Like, can we pause? <laughs> Bushwhacker Luke was wrestling... For Bush, Ring of Honor, like how, yes. like what? <laughs> Bushwhacker Luke was involved in the match. That's like the craziest thing. He was eliminated by Silas Young. Uh, you had Moose, Donovan, Dijak, and Cedric Alexander. So, Wantabi, uh, he's going to be facing the Ring of Honor World TV champion, uh, that being Jay Lethal, on September 19th in San Antonio at the all uh, Texas All-Star Extravaganza Night 2. So yeah, very like you had cool to go stuff. back there and slip in Texas that San Antonio was in Texas. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. So you also had. Yeah, huh? I was, was going to say yeah. So that was Field of Honor. Yeah, you also had PWS live in the Starland Ballroom, New Jersey. Uh, some stuff you got Matt McIntosh and Amazing Red defeating Rey Mysterio and Habib from the Car Wash. Yeah, you had uh, TV champion Brian Myers and uh, Chris Payne went to a no contest because. Bonesaw interfered. Yeah, you also had Kevin Matthews picking up a victory over Kenny Omega. Big, huge uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling um, everything. What is it? Like, they were presents. Uh, presents. Big presents all over that, that night. Oh. In three different companies, yeah. Uh, you had the PWS champion, Dan Moff, pick up the victory against Mario Bokura. Yeah, and you have a new suicidal six-way champion as Starman picked up the victory in that match. Yeah, so... Uh, Next event's going to be September 12th. It's going to be a double shot. They'll have some people over at the first annual New Jersey Taco Festival, and you'll have some people at their other show in New Jersey. Yeah, Brooklyn so. is... No, it's Brooklyn. No, Isn't no. it? Which? Isn't the 9-12 is Brooklyn? Um. Uh, 
It's yeah, actually, nine twelve is Brooklyn. They're definitely at the Taco Festival. Yeah, not, yeah, they're definitely at the Taco. <laughs> yeah, nine twelve is so. their show in Brooklyn with uh, Taz is on the card. We're not wrestling, yeah. but he'll be there. But yeah, uh, he'll be there. Yeah, so they'll have an A show and a B show. Uh, next up, you had House of Glory at which, last, which took place before all of this. Yeah, uh, you had Dan Moff and Chris Dickinson going to a no contest. Yeah. Uh, EYFBO defeated Joey Janela and Danny DeManto to become the new Hog Tag Team Champions with the uh, help of Anthony Gangon. Yeah, um, which is kind of weird because Janela and Gangon were the champions, but Gangon, I believe, broke his leg or his ankle. Yeah, and then he was Gangon. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You had Smiley take it on the House of Glory champion, Brian XL. There's a few stipulations to the match. It was going to be Smiley's last chance at the uh, House of Glory championship. And if any interference takes place, Brian XL will be stripped of that championship. And Smiley picked up the victory over Brian XL to become the new House of Glory world champion. So congrats. And in I. Yeah, I guess the main event of the evening. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Rey Mysterio picked up a victory against Amazing Red. Um, I'm sure I heard tons of great things from this match. Yeah, uh, he picked up the victory with the Frog Splash in a showcase match to Eddie Guerrero. So very, very cool stuff going on independent-wise. Their next event's going to be October 23rd. Yeah, yeah. After that, we saw, well, not we saw, but this past Thursday, MYWC Hotter Than Hell, live from the MYWC Sportatorium in Deer Park, New York. JT Kaysen won a furious five-way match to suspend uh, TJ Marconi and Braden Knight. Yeah, both of them recently broke the leg, uh, the arm of Angelo Angelo Andrews. Um, and there's, I'm sure that their feud with the Academy may not be over. I, I don't know if they're going to accept this suspension. Yeah, I don't know. They seem like the people that will just show up unannounced and uh, not even care that they're suspended. Yeah, just ruin the party. Yeah. Uh, talking about partying, the Big O picked up the victory over King Mega. I believe that he is now in contention for a title shot. Against Stockade. Yeah. We also had the tag team champions, Flawless and Lawless, uh, going against Milk Chocolate, which went to a time limit draw. Yeah, very unfortunate for Milk Chocolate, uh, for one of the former champions. Uh, but still, I'm sure this was a standout match. And I'm sure we're going to see this again in the future if you went Definitely. to a time limit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up, you had Aria Cadenza defeating Willow Nightingale. Uh, this was for Willow Nightingale's number one contendership for the Starlet Championship. So she put her money where her mouth is, but unfortunately, Aria took that money. Yeah. Uh, so now she's going to be challenging Brittany Savage for that title in the future. Yeah. Also, the Fusion Champion, Joe Gacy, defeated Tony Neeson Papadon to retain. Yeah. Yeah, and talking about retaining, you had the NYWC champion Stockade retain his championship against Monster Mac uh, via Lariat. The next event at NYWC Sportatorium is going to be Till I Collapse, September 26th. Make sure you check that out, nywcwrestling.com. 
And Dave, do you have any shout-outs? He means shameless plugs, folks. Shameless plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in the week of professional wrestling. Go follow Jasmine at Reverse Adam Saj. Brandon at Sir Squirrels. Good old Team Awesome. Good old Lorenzo at Team Awesome 418. You can go check out his Facebook page at facebook.com slash Team Awesome 418. He took a ton of photos during the weekend with your favorite professional wrestlers of the WWE, including Paige, Enzo Amore, and a ton more. Becky Lynch, go check out all of his pictures. Facebook.com slash Team Awesome 418. John at Mr. John Faust. Eric at Montreal Broski. Thank you very much for promoting uh, my little cause that I will talk about in a little bit. Allie at the Alley Cat 1122. Ryan at Ryan Roach 1993. Michael at IU Reds Mike. Go follow him. Also, go follow Mr. Richards at the Renegade 28. Um, don't forget to check out Squish Freeland at Squash Reporting. ProWrestlingTees.com at ProWrestlingTees. Steve at Big Steve 8921. Thank you very much to everyone for promoting us this week. We greatly appreciate it. We did surpass our goal of followers, and we look to continue growing upon that. Hashtag March 9000. Yeah, March to 9,000. We want that 9,000 mark. Please, please, please help us get to that. Also, I have uh, 64 days to reach my $100 goal. Um, I am raising money for a special event to support the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. Uh, currently, there is no cure for MS. The money that is raised will be used to find, help find a cure, uh, find the cause, a treatment, and ultimately cure for the MS. The money is also going to be used to provide education, information, direct financial support, and scholarships for uh, to individuals and families living with MS. So please join me in the movement to support something about MS and now. Um, and all you have to do, I'm going to be tweeting about uh, tweeting this link. I'm going to be posting on Facebook this link. We got 64 days to raise some money. My goal is $100. We got $20 already. And if you contribute, it doesn't have to be $100. It could be $5, $1, $10, whatever you choose. It is greatly appreciated. It goes to a great cause. It's all tax deductible, and I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Brandon, you got any shout-outs? A friend of mine said the other day that Barack Obama was president. I said, I can't believe this. Brandon's got shout-outs. The Jim Gaffigan Show takes the first shout-out. It airs Wednesdays on TV Land, and I think everybody should be watching it because I think it's one of the funniest shows on television right now. I don't think I've given him a shot, a fair chance. Dude, he is so funny. He really is so funny. I don't know. He's very dry, though, right? Dry? Yeah, dry humor. what? I don't know. It's all food. Like, he's a clean comic. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Just, Maybe I just haven't given him a fair chance. His act's like all food, so. Oh. But uh, speaking of funny shows, I think Andy Daly's show on Comedy Central that is called Review is also one of the funniest television shows on today. 
Uh, so definitely check that out. They're in season two. I've never uh, heard of him. It's so good. You know, you definitely know who he is if you saw him. You saw uh, him. No, trust me, one hundred percent. You saw. You've seen Eastbound and Down. Yeah. You know the principal that was married to, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah so you British just, guy. He's not British. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Yeah. If you trust me, if you saw him. Oh, you know, I I think I know. He's who got you glasses, are. blonde yeah, yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So. And uh, last shout-out goes to Triple H and anyone else who helped bring NXT to Brooklyn because that was one of the coolest things that I've ever seen live. And yeah. So hopefully they come back soon. Maybe Madison Square Garden, maybe Brooklyn. I wouldn't mind seeing an NXT event at some point down the line. Yeah, so uh, please come back. Please come back. Please come back. <laughs> uh, uh, moving you on. You ever watch Keen Peel? I don't really, but... I, I mean, when I watch it, it's funny. Yeah, I keep on hearing that it's great and everything like that, but I've never watched that. That's one show I do want to watch, though, on Comedy Central. Yeah, I mean, they, they've been together for so many years, mm-hmm. and now they have their own show. Now it's, I think this is their last season. Wow. Yeah, they okay. decided to end it themselves. All right, so I guess I got some time to catch up on it. Yeah, but now it's time for... That's right, our mark out moment of the week. Uh, right off the bat, I know, I mean, there's a bunch of deserving ones. Yeah, I mean, my personal one is going to be the return of the Dudley Boys. I, I marked out for that. It brought back so many memories. I'm going with that. And uh, while that is very deserving, I have to go with seeing Bailey win the NXT Women's Championship live in person. Very deserving as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was so like swept up in NXT fever. Like, I don't buy posters normally, like tour posters or anything yeah. for concerts. I was like, damn, I gotta buy a poster. I bought a program. Did you? Yeah, the program was super confusing. I guess it's like their standard program, but like, like some people are in it more than once. Interesting. It's like the weirdest thing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I bought a poster. And after the show, I was like, you know what? Ten bucks. I'm about to buy a Bailey autograph. <laughs> you did? Yeah, I bought a Bailey autograph, like ten by fourteen or whatever it is. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was gonna buy the other ones. I should have. The other ones had uh, Becky Lynch. They had, they had Sasha Banks one, and then they had a one with Carmella, Enzo, and Big Cass on it at the same time. That's pretty cool. So three autographs for ten dollars. That works. But I didn't. Very cool. I should have, but I didn't. Yeah, stupid, stupid me, but that's very cool though. Yeah, but that was our show this week. Did I ever tell you I went to Adventureland? When? Uh, like three weeks ago. What? Yeah, while I was home, I went to Adventureland with who? Uh, my cousin Danny and my cousin Keith. Like, yeah. were there kids? <laughs> yeah, Danny. Danny's uh, ten. Oh, I, what happened to? I'm not going to Adventureland unless I have kids myself. Well, yeah, so I went with little Danny because my cousin Keith doesn't go on rides, so me and Danny went on all the rides together. And, of course, you fit on all the rides. Exactly. I don't fit on any <laughs> Really? Dude, the, oh, my, I, I meant to mention to this, meant bring this up on the podcast a lot, few weeks ago. Thanks for the invite, by the way. Dude, the haunted house? It's new. 
It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. They destroyed it. Yeah, it sucks. The outside looks really cool. Yeah, but it does. the inside. Did you actually go on no, it? No, that's the only ride I went on was the haunted house. The inside, it's like well lit. You see the end. You see the exit. You see everything upcoming. It is just awful. You know, you still got scared when the spritz of water dropped down onto you. Spritz of water. <laughs> I didn't even have that experience. Well, maybe you were short. Maybe. <laughs> like, but the uh, the roller coaster, the new roller coaster, is a lot of fun. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. That's a lot of fun. Um, I've been trying to go like for for months because I for they it's have, expensive. I mean, it's free to get in, first of all, but it's not expensive at all. It's $20 for a POP bracelet. What? It was, I think, $30 for us. It's definitely like $20 bucks for... No, uh, it wasn't $20 when we went. I don't know. It wasn't $20 when we went. But I want to... It, just... it may have been $28.99 or $29.99. But I just want to go Still. there and get the, the, the book. They have like a history book or something. Uh-huh. Like a picture book about it, and I want to get that because it's my childhood, and I like uh, history like that. So yeah, it's kind of what's crazy. I found crazy is it like it's a set price. Like if you go in and you're a little kid, it's still twenty eight dollars. If you're an adult, it's still twenty eight dollars. How usually at amusement parks, kids under this age or something get in for a discount? Nothing like that. It's twenty eight ninety nine per person. Yeah, twenty eight ninety nine. But that's bracelet. still a, that's still a good amount of money. But um, for the it's like you could ride for yeah, hours all, and hours and hours and hours. Yeah, and the good thing is is there's never really that much of a line. It's not like a line that you experience at Hershey Park or something. Right. See, I, I think I paid like five bucks to just get like enough tickets to ride the haunted house when I went. Oh, gotcha. But yeah. it's not even worth it because if you think about it, for per ticket, it's like a dollar fifty or something or something like that. Yeah, it and, is a dollar fifty per ticket. Yeah, so it's not really worth it because each ride you requires like at least four tickets but that's the thing is that i knew i was only going to be going on that one ride and one ride only yeah but it's just not worth it so paying five dollars compared to thirty dollars yeah that's true if you knew that you were but it's free to get in it is it's free to get in um my my little cousin got sick though uh we went on that ufo ride ufo yeah okay you know the ufo ride like that they have at the fairs where, I mean, I know the ride you're yeah. talking about. Well, for the every, it's a UFO ride where they usually it's, have it at a it's fair. It's the frisbee, no? Okay, yeah, the frisbee. That's what it is. Like we didn't expect it. We were fine going in one direction, but then it goes in the opposite direction. It speeds up, and we got off the the ride, and my cousin's lips were like pale. He you know, he was so sick. Did you go on Music Express or no? Yes, we did. That express that one always reminds me of Sandlot because <laughs> oh like yeah they, I don't know if they still do but they used to play the tequila song during it uh, no now they play like update updated pop stuff see that sucks when we were kids they used and that's what they played in Sandlot so it always reminds me of that yeah we went on the swings and it was good times you went on the turbulence coaster with your cousin or yeah yeah I did. Isn't that he, he got in? How how tall is the kid? He's he's small. He barely he barely passed over the line. Forty four inches, isn't that like? Yeah, I mean he's he's just turning ten years old, but he just made it and everything. But it was a lot of fun. So yeah, go check out Adventureland. Yeah, it's it's what that movie's based on. Yeah, so they say. 
Yeah, well, All the right. guy, the person who wrote it used to work there. Oh. Huh. Yeah, or something like that. Word. Yeah, but now well, that's it's... That's a lot of fun to work there. It, like, at, like, at an age, if you're, if you're in middle school or high school, instead of working at a camp, I think that working at Adventureland would be a blast. I don't think if so. I, if I could go back, <laughs> I would definitely work at an amusement park. I think I would rather work at a camp because you get to go more places than just... That is true. My that chemistry true. teacher, my chem teacher from high school worked there, and I don't know if he hated it or not, but I just, it's a weird summer job. I feel like it would be fun to work at a amusement park, but what else? Yeah, I guess if you have, like, co-workers that you like, or... Yeah, some. All right, so that is marking out 238, I believe. Yeah, yep. 238 in the books. Make sure you go buy our t-shirts. You got the... Stars and Stripes t-shirt and the regardless, two. that's one. Two now. Two. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out, no caps. Uh, go like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash marking out. Go follow us on Twitter at BTTG161, at marking out, and at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. And we wish you the... Best, Best of luck, luck in your, your future endeavors. endeavors. Have a great week. Welcome back again. <laughs> <laughs> to marking out pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. This is episode two thirty eight uh, after show, I guess. Yeah, the after after show. Because as we finished recording, we forgot to mention at all, which might have been for the better. The better. Yeah, the best. I was gonna say, it, but then I said the better. <clears throat> tough enough. New uh, <laughs> new tough enough winners crowned. We're really tossing it at the end. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Tough Enough took place. You had the final four, Amanda, Sarah, uh, Josh, and Zizi. Fan votes. Uh, what, how do you want to cover well, this let's, season? Well, they all, matches? Yeah, they all had matches. Uh, entrances were... I, I, I think liked, Amanda had the best entrance. Yeah, I liked Amanda's entrance. Her name was Mandy Rose, whatever. That's cool. Even though I think if you just Google... You would see that. That's already something. Yeah, but I mean, so many wrestlers do. I mean, this Mandy Rose had. Even if you Google Mandy Rose, or not Google, if you type into Twitter Mandy Rose and then click pictures for whatever I mean, reason, tons of porn. You type up. in Adam Rose, and there's that guy that uh, Joshua is ta- telling us about the comedian. Uh, but did you hear what I said? Who calls people rosebuds. Yeah, huh? but that's not wrestling. It's yeah, but I'm related. But did you hear what I said? No. If you type Mandy Rose into Twitter and click pictures tons of porn pops up for whatever reason well so some, all right so that's the research that you should do i guess with that since you mentioned it Paige said that she knew about all that stuff about the porn submission society yeah oh she said I, I guess she was asked about it she said that she tried to warn the wwe yeah so that's uh, good that that's a bad idea bam roasted to them they're stupid they don't listen to anything um, all right, so yeah, their entrances. I was most impressed with Amanda's. Yeah, Sarah had her name was Hope. Sarah Hope. No, not Sarah Hope. It was just Hope. 
Oh, no. On the Hertitatron, it said Sarah. And then yeah, in- I don't understand. Hope. For whatever reason, I don't get... So I thought that they were going by Sarah Hope. Yeah, I think it was just Hope. Okay. And uh, ZZ was the king of the bayou, and Josh was the Yeti or whatever. Yeah. Um, all right, so entrances. I thought ZZ's could have been there, but they rushed him. I don't think I wasn't impressed with ZZ's. He wasn't doing anything but walking with something on his head. Yeah, but like he was walking, and then like he was going to do like ring theatrics. It looked like almost, but Byron's like, you know, we're waiting on you, ZZ. Like, you give them a uh, task, and then they don't. Yeah, but it's live TV. I don't care. You don't give them it's a task, TV. and then I don't care. I That's really don't. poor. ZZ should have planned better than that. If it's live TV, you got to incorporate. And we don't that. know. Just we like also, any other, we just also like any don't other know entry. though. We don't know if, how much time they were given for their entrance and match. But even just like an entrance in normal, if you're giving five minutes That's per match. That's what I just said, though. I just said we don't know how much time they were given. Yeah, so. They could have not been given a time. Match-wise, they all sucked. <laughs> that is my own opinion. All of the matches were awful. I think Sarah's uh-huh. match was better than Amanda's, and I think ZZ's was better than Josh's. I disagree. I think Josh's Daniel was Daniel Bryan said the same thing. So I think Josh's was better than ZZ's. And I think Sarah's was better than Amanda's. But I wasn't impressed with any of them. Josh's I was impressed with. ZZ was uh, – he was flopping all over. I don't know, man. Daniel Bryan was the only person that stuck stood up for ZZ. I'm not a fan of any of their matches. I, I mean the ma- their first the matches ever. Yeah. In general. I, mean, I don't think you – weren't supposed to get a great match or anything. I mean, you could tell that they were green. Completely. Yeah. But I liked how ZZ went for the gator grip and got it reversed into the crossface. I like the ending of Cesaro's. I just wish that of Josh's. I like the end of... I like Josh's match. I thought Sarah's arm bar flopped. Yeah, she... That was poor ring awareness on her part. I don't know. That, that again, though, that looked like Alicia Fox wasn't doing what no. she needed to do. I think Alicia Fox was great in the match. Uh, I don't know, man. It's very – think about it. It's very tough. Even in Cesaro's when there was sloppiness, it's very tough to uh, make – to be wrestling someone that's green and doesn't know the ropes and everything like that and make it look like they've been in the ring for a long time. Even when Alicia Fox hit her finisher. That was Sarah I, Lee. No. Sarah Lee fell down well before she could hit it. I don't know, man. Sarah Lee, look at it again, dude. Alicia Fox goes for that scissor kick and Sarah Lee's already laying on the ground while Alicia Fox is midway through it. Mm. It was awful. And it's not as Alicia Fox, it's Sarah Lee. And then Amanda was tripping over her own feet. Yeah. I mean, but you have to, it, they are all green. It's not supposed to look like it's a great match. I liked afterwards how Triple H stood up for Sarah Lee, kind of, where he goes, uh, SummerSlam, I see my kids backstage, and the first thing they say to me is, oh my god, daddy, we met Sarah Lee. And they were like, oh, well, did she meet, <laughs> did they meet uh, uh, Amanda? And he goes, I don't, I don't know. I don't really yeah. care. I don't really care. But uh, and then he like goes to put on put put Sarah Lee down, kind of where like I don't get it, but for whatever reason, my kids love her. Yeah, but he just yeah. But that's still cool. And uh, what else was there? Um, there was. Let's see. That's really it. Um, nothing oh, really. To, yeah, nothing else, right? 
Just the winners. That's yeah, it. and then you go and look at all the uh, Twitter votes for Josh, who won. And yeah. they're all accounts on Twitter with like 100 tweets and zero followers, zero following. Meanwhile, ZZ are all like legit, like 15,000 tweets and 300 following. Or, all right, well, regardless, that's three. three. I think that Josh deserves to win. I think the right people won regardless, which is fair. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. I agree with that, but I also want to see Amanda in the WWE. And they were saying how, I guess, Amanda's going to be signed uh, definitely to the contract. <laughs> Four and a half. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Amanda's going to get signed, but ZZ not going to get signed. So, I mean, I mean, a lot of the production, a lot of people in WWE were happy that ZZ lost. So, and Josh, Vince McMahon's a big supporter of Josh, so they say. Yeah, because he's got the height, so. Yeah. So, but the show is over. Good riddance. Yeah, uh, not good riddance. I mean, <laughs> I mean, was it entertaining? Yeah, somewhat. <laughs> I like I liked it. I liked it. Compared to the uh, the past seasons, it didn't live up. Right. Compared to like the first few seasons, it didn't live up at all. But hopefully we see more than just I mean, the comp- the competitions were lackluster. The uh the behind the scenes that they showed us was not enough. Right. And but hopefully we see more than these two become stars and hopefully we do become one day oh, yeah. see these one I, day we'll see them become stars. Well. I definitely agree with you in the fact that we're going to see more uh, more signings. Oh, you keep cast. saying that we're going to like uh, that's not my opinion. My opinion is I hope we see, not okay. oh we're definitely going well, to. Well, I'm see. saying that then I'm going to say that we will see more signings off of this cast than other previous casts. So I mean, last season we said the same thing about about um did we? Yeah, with Matt oh, Cross cool. or whatever is that what his name is? Yeah, Matt Son Cross. Havoc. Yeah. He's nowhere. We, I don't think we ever said he would get No, we definitely up. did. Uh, so. So. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>